Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I'm your host, Alex Jones, and this week, again, I am joined by the awesome Jamie and Chris. How are you doing, fellas? You know what? I'm so good because I am not hosting. So thank you, Alex Jones. No problem. Jamie throwing up the uh, front double bicep. Thank you very much. You've got to show people what we're working with, you know? If we're not here to flex, then what are we here to do? Wow. Talk about video games, I guess. Look at those chicken wings. That is an absolutely great point. Um... And what a great point, what a great time to remind our audience that if you are listening to us um, on one of the major podcasting platforms in our audio format, you can also check us out on YouTube where we are in glorious, glorious video. Uh, We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts and lots of other major podcasting platforms and minor ones as well. Um, So you can hit us up there if you're currently watching us on YouTube on video. So, you know, you can mix it up. You can you can get us in multiple formats. But not only that, boys, because we are also available on Paisley Radio every Thursday at 10pm and it repeats on Monday. Um, We had a comment suggesting that we are not internet radio superstars we are giga stars so thank you very much for that giga stars who said that I, I like that very much um yeah the the giga star but yeah. we are a gaming podcast we talk about gaming news was kind of hardly, not the crap as hardly, well when there's news to talk about yeah especially today i think we're going to push that fucking boundary aren't we Today is going to be rough. Um, just in case you haven't been paying any attention to the news there isn't any out there so well, you haven't missed there's, much there's one big one but you know uh, there is one big one, but um, we, we've managed to um, ring the ring the sponge. I don't know uh, to try and get as much as many juicy drips out as we can from any stories that we found that weren't the big one. I am, of course, referring to the Activision Blizzard story, which has been simmering in a way for the last um, few weeks. Which we weren't sure if we actually wanted to talk about to touch on. It's it's you know we like to have a laugh, make jokes. Um, I'm not so sure we can do that with that, but hey, we're going to have a go. We're going to try, <laughs> so, damn it. We're going to try. We're going to see what happens. Uh, also, yeah. I should mention that we are on Patreon, uh, patreon.com, um, at Super Show, are we? On Patreon? I guess we are. What do you mean? At so, Just, have uh, you, do you not know how the internet works? I never think, remember. He thinks it's like Patreon. TikTok, where it's like forward slash at. Yeah, I thought it wasn't, but is it not that on Patreon? No, There's a, a link. It's, a, it's, a it's literally in this document that you are looking at, you scumbag. <laughs> it's patreon.com forward slash super show. Where is it in the I can't even see it. Let me highlight it for you, you dingus. Oh my god. Hold uh, on. Chris is just showing me where the actual hot thing is. It, we've already done, oh, it's there. See, it's but it's below the, my fold. I can't see it. That's why. Patreon.com forward slash super show. So head over there to check out some of our uh, Patreon exclusive content if you're over um, a $5 tier. And there will be soon something, or there will soon be, sorry, something brand new on there because we recorded our first episode of Known Murderer. Um, so that will be up this weekend, um, most likely Sunday evening. So if you'd like to check that out, make sure you're signed up. There's also some, um, oh, what have we even done? We did a uh, spoiler cast. Yeah, spoiler cast. After Darks. darks. Uh, Full Frontals. There's a a range of different content on there you can check out. There's also some preview stuff for a show that never went live on our old channel. Yeah, from the old ATG days. Uh, If you want to watch Jamie jump up and down and rap, then get yourself over there. Hell yeah. Don't. Yes, yes, do it. No. I mean, I'm, I might just release it to the public at this stage because yeah. that's that's a fun time right there. I might leave uh, the podcast, so, you know, <laughs> we all have choices. Fellas, I also have some more kind of like, uh, some some non-six list related ATG stuff that I was thinking maybe I could put up as like a, a from the vault of, you know, like from the vaults of yesteryear. Just do you have any of the vlogs? Yeah, just as long as we don't get sued, then... 
Yeah, I've got, I've got the vlogs. I've got the vlogs. I reckon we've got the vlogs. A couple of vlogs would be decent. I got the vlogs, baby. I got, I got the vlog where you're taking a shit on the toilet, Jamie. Well, that was every vlog, I think, by the end of it. Um, do you have any of the, what are they called? The, what are the documentaries called? The documentaries, listen to me. You know, oh, the video essays. Um, yeah, what's the Game Changers. Game, game Changers. changers. I, think I was got... thinking, it's got to be something generic, like gaming related, like One Up, New Life, New Game Plus. New Game Plus. What, what uh, did I, we call that thing? I think I have one or two of them, but uh, I will try and get my hands on more. Okay, cool. That's all right. Yeah, but that's there you go. It's, it's weird trying to talk to potential employers about a huge chunk of your life and having nothing to show about it. That's my life, <laughs> isn't it? It's fun, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's why I was wondering why Chris had such a curious twenty twenty, and then I realised it's yeah. like being a criminal. Like, Man, yeah, what's exactly. What's on like, your CV? Yeah. Oh, so uh, oh, you had a channel with uh, almost half a million subscribers. Really? Mm, doesn't look like it. Oh, you had over six hundred videos. Mm, nope, says zero right here. So. Go fuck yourself. Do you know what is? Um, do you know what's funny is I remember one point uh, interviewing somebody for a role um, who didn't get the role, um, but uh, interviewed them, and they said that they had a channel like when they were younger, and it had done really well, and they'd got like I don't know, maybe let's, I guess that was like fifty thousand subs, and I was like, oh, that's amazing, all by yourself, like um, can I have a see a link to whatever, and they went, ah, oh, no, I deleted it. Oh no, that, that 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 person worked for us, dude. Yeah, yeah, I was pretending they didn't. Yeah, so, fuck it. Didn't. <laughs> you just, you just throw like, everyone under the bus. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm fucking um, in that mood. But at the time, I was like, "That what a load of rubbish. If you had that, there's no way that it would just get deleted. But turns out that does happen. So um, I, in, hey, in the afterlife, I doubt his went his way for the same reason ours went, aren't we? <laughs> hey, we haven't, but, but it's po- what I'm saying is it's absolutely possible and I should have given him uh, yeah. a fair crack yeah. by believing him but i didn't what, what would you guys um, say if i if if we had a benefactor who's like create atg 2.0 and i'll i'll bankroll it what would you would you get into it but the caveat is no you have to do fucking six lists again because i know like um, towards the end of atg we got so tired of six lists oh uh, yeah i wouldn't want to do that i wouldn't want to do i'd want to do more of a personality thing where we get to do more cool stuff <laughs> I'd, I'd definitely do atg 2.0 um, with you guys, but I, yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't want to be doing just not to say that it would only be six lists. Like it would be spread up, but oh. it would be like, but you have to do six lists because that's like the ATG staple, you know. Oh yeah, I'd do that if it was if it was uh, just a, a small part. Then we just, could just I, hire some I, small I, people. Guys, and I'm just trying to plant some seeds to any potential like Elon Musk <laughs> listeners. Yeah, okay, got that. We, we're 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 D two F if you want to make ATG two <laughs> but. It will be called the Super Show. Oh, anyway, no. scrap it, ju- scrap it, scrap it all together. We we should abandon that idea altogether. <sighs> ah, speaking of abandoning, you know, that doesn't things. count. That doesn't count. You can't you can't create your own segues. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to move on. I wasn't even I wasn't even <laughs> trying to create a proper one. But hey, it worked a little bit. Even no, if it no, didn't one. It, so it I've works. got to trick no, you it, into saying it. it. It works. It works. Go for it. It was. Fun. Imagine if you. Were, no, I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. Um, and the reason I mentioned abandoning is, of course, because Abandon's PlayStation 5 app went live uh, this past week. Um, the hotly anticipated real-time trailer app from Blue Box Games. Uh, the only reason it's anticipated is because 
people, Chris being one of them, and Jamie, I would say, maybe as one of them, are convinced that it's linked to Kojima and Kojima Productions and maybe Silent Hill in a big, big way. Um, but yes, the app went live. <laughs> it's currently not got no content on it. There are no trailers to see. Um, but it's quite an interesting prospect. I didn't really appreciate it, boys, up until recently because I was kind of like, what's the point in an app that has trailers? But the actual thing I found out today when I installed the app is that it utilises the PlayStation 5's hardware to show you how the game will look on the hardware running in real time, which is actually a pretty cool uh, little thing to sort of show off a game and how it's actually going to run and how it's actually going to look. Um, no content yet, though. So, you know. Hey. Yeah, well, yeah. We don't really know much. Um, but this week has also been a little bit interesting from um, Blue Box because they've been up to their shenanigans um, again, posting a mysterious tweet with some blurred, with a blurred out eye-patched person, which is obviously alluding to Metal Gear, um, once again trying to pull themselves back into the Kojima universe <laughs> Uh, just to sort of um, try and make those links seem yeah. as though they and, might and exist. By the way, their pinned tweet on their channel is when they put out that statement saying, we are in no way affiliated with Kojima Productions or Silent Hills. Leave us the fuck alone, you fucking nerds. Not like that, but you, you get the... Sentiment. I mean, it's that, their that, that's, pinned that, tweet still, and they're still playing this fucking game. And that is why I made a bet with Jamie, and I said, Jamie, it's fucking Kojima. And I will put yeah. fire, I will put money on it, and we've got betting. Well, we. <sighs> I tried to raise the stakes a little bit to see if your money <laughs> just really a little would bit. go with you, Martin. Well, you know, you know, I, yeah, I, how, I offered him terms. How much did you say? I believe 5, it was 000, three grand. Three grand, three thousand yeah. pounds. Yeah. But I, I said, said I, you can pay it back in installments. Yeah, I said I don't, I don't even have three thousand pounds to my name, so I offered him a risky, and he said, "I'll tell you, what, I'll take, I'll take five pounds." So. I don't know how to feel about that. You don't think I've got yeah. good wrist technique, but fine. Sorry, Chris, this isn't Blizzard. You can't get ahead in life by tossing... The- I'm joking. Dead. You've killed me. Oh, my God. <sighs> Wasn't supposed... Sorry. I'm not... <laughs> don't jump the it's gun. Imp- no, it's... I'm not going to jump the gun. That's an important story. That was the- you know what? The joke quote has been filled, and I'm sorry. We're moving on. Um, <laughs> the one the one joke you're allowed. Yeah, and we did it before we even got to that segment. Wow. But, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to take that bet, because... Look, we'll get into the ins and outs of it. But I think... You, you kind of said it yourself there, Chris, which is that like, they're playing the game. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Like if, if you were in that position that that company was in with that product and you were getting that kind of attention by doing a certain kind of thing, you'd probably just keep doing it. You'd keep poking that bear. Like, because you're going to, like, it's like, I, 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 I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And I, if I was in their position, I'd do exactly the same fucking thing. But yeah. having said that, I'm telling you now, it's fucking Kojima. And you're a fool to think otherwise. Which of the things that came out this week? So, it, yeah, because it seemed like the PS5 app going live kind of brought them out of hiding a little bit. And every single announcement they make seems to confuse people in some way. But what what sealed the deal for you? I mean, or is this just, is it called cumulative? Oh, yeah, it's a cumulative. Like it was sealed. I mean, it's on record on past podcasts where I've. 100% said it's fucking Kojima. I think I made the thumbnail where it was Kojima with the fucking swirly shit oh, in the right, background. Yeah. Like in that episode, I was like, it's fucking Kojima, fellas. Like you idiots to think otherwise. Um, but I, <laughs> That's I, a strong I, word. Idiots. Uh, uh, imbeciles, even. Uh, buffoons, Morons. some might say. You're, cr- you're cretins. No, hold on. You you, you've gone too far. You've gone too far, Jamie. Just calm down. Just pull it back, fella. Okay. Rain it in, all right? No, I don't know. Like it just, it, yeah, it's, it's an accumulation. I think there are, I, I think it hinges on this app, right? And a question of saying, like, 
why would this indie developer have this access to this app of this new thing of trying to say, hey, it's trailer? Because part of the thing that they were announcing is, hey, it'll play the trailer for the game and future trailers to come. How yeah. many fucking future trailers are there going to be for some fucking indie game? Well, right. And then, and then think about how many fucking trailers we got for Death Stranding where people were just fucking pouring over it and kind of thinking. Plus they said, oh, they'll have original trailers in there, blah, blah, blah. And then they put in brackets OT, like PT. Was it, was it play? Uh, right, oh, yeah. Sorry, OT, original, te- uh, uh, original teaser, I think they said. And then it's like, oh, well, yeah. PT was playable teaser. And it's just kind of like, yes. It, it, it they're, but they're playing this. They are playing this. They're playing this game. 100%. 100%. And I, I think it's a dangerous game. I think it's going to blow up in their faces. Um, I don't think, because the problem they've got is if, if they play this game and not their game abandoned, if they play this, this media game <laughs> yeah. and they drop a, a really good indie game that is, uh, you know, has got a lot going for it, is, is scary and thrilling and whatever, then I, I think they would get away with it. But, I, from what we, because we've now done a silly amount of research into the company, into the past, into what they've been doing, into everything they've done up to this point. And I don't think you're going to get that. I think you're going to get like a mediocre indie game, this uh, one trick pony, like of a lot of indie games are, that they're going to milk the PR for because that's what they need to do, or that what they think they need to do. And they think the best way to milk the PR is this whole Kojima angle. But the problem is, if it comes out and the game isn't that good, it's going to annoy a lot of people. And I don't think that's a good start to um, a a studio releasing games. Like it's because where do you go from there? Like you release a crappy game, people get annoyed (laughs) with you. And then when your next one comes out, they're going to go, ah, it's just a bunch of fraudsters. Oh, but Josie, what if you know you've got a shit game and the only way that you can, and and it's like, it's all fucking, it's a house built on fucking broken foundations and the house is fucking rickety and it's going to fall down any second now and you know that you are never going to make another fucking game in your life because as soon as this goes through because you've got some commitments from some like investors or whatever you know that afterwards you're fucking walking away wouldn't you do like the best you could to kind of get as many people to kind of cover that for you no because i don't think i don't think this is going to be shit in the sense of i don't think he's going to f- hassan that your boy is going to phone it in i think he's going to try and make uh a, a decent indie game, but Mate, I, and I think we're not. Karaman is not making anything except for fucking little Twitter post videos where it looks like he's half <laughs> no, Chris, on the verge those of were tears. Those oh, they were defects. Yeah, they yeah, were no. yeah. get with the program. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 will, I will say one thing: there is one little tidbit with which Jamie kind of brought up that makes me think it might not be Kojima, but like makes me falter by like maybe five percent, and that's about it. it. It's fucking Kojima, boys. Right. Wait, what was the tidbit that makes you falter? Go on. The the bit of you saying it might be another company trying to do kind of like oh. Kojima esque. Yeah, there's a, there's a Russian games journalist who's doing the rounds, uh, basically saying that he actually believes that this is a Metal Gear Solid product. Which again, like, would the eye patch dude be too on the nose a reference to the Metal Gear franchise? Like, I think probably even like <laughs> you, you blur a face with an eye patch. It's got an eye patch, like, and eye patch. <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah, made um, did you, on the Twitter though the, the, on the, the the tweet sorry that they had the eye the, the picture of with the eye patch in the background. Someone then actually posted the uh, uh, stock image that it, it looks so like it is the image. That Hassan, was Hassan again t- pinch of salt because it's Hassan himself, but Hassan has debunked that and said that that's not the. Someone found the the asset that they claimed that they were using, like a thirty dollar yeah, asset that you could just buy. 
Yeah, it looked pretty close. It's close, but Hassan says it's not. And if you line them up over the top of each other, there are differences that you could okay. tweak. You could tweak one to make like look like the other. But then it's like a thing of like, why would Hassan promote a game? Like, he's also come out on record and said that the person in the that's blurred out is a character from the game and is one of the oh, okay, um, right. villain characters. Like, if that was the truth. I mean, who knows? This could all sound so, okay, so that, stupid. In however, fall, yeah. fall down well, the fucking rabbit hole. Come on. Buddy. Well, I was going to say that because because if it was so, what I was thinking was they just didn't have a decent asset that they the high res one that they wanted to use for that post, so they just decided to use one that was very similar, which I would say is completely fair enough. It like in a game if you wanted to do that, but the problem is, and someone did point this out, is like if you're gonna if you're the sort of company that's going to go buy a thirty dollar asset, that's not a Kojima. Because you wouldn't need to do that. Because in the background, you would have yeah, unless, Kojima Productions and all this other stuff where they could knock you up anything this, you want. Unless Kojima gave them indie, $30 and said, that's your budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, absolutely, or, maybe. maybe. Like the second half of the, the Russian journalist's idea, which is that not only is this a Metal Gear thing, but this is all happening because it's Konami trying to essentially weaponize a Kojima-style marketing sort of plan. Yeah. Which which so adds if, which adds credence to them saying that they're not affiliated with Kojima Productions, which is like yeah, okay, or fair Silent enough. Hill, which is like okay, yeah, if you're making yeah. a Metal Gear game for Konami, then both those things are true. <laughs> yeah. or, or worse yet, if like Blue Box and Hassan and Abandoned are all like not fictionalized, but are all essentially like uh, 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 like uh, fucking just vacuums that exist to market another game being developed somewhere else. Like what if they're all yeah. just hollow? What a if it's actually way, a, a Peter way. Molyneux game? I'm, I mean, bring back the king as far as I'm concerned. I was going to say, what if it, there is no game and this is all the lead up to a new series of Black Mirror and the uh, the abandoned app is actually going to play Black Mirror and this has all been a big thing about, you know, like ARGs and manipulating audiences. He's so saying oh, the person gaming. with the eye patch is Charlie Brooker. I get it. I'd actually fucking love that. I think that would be very clever. But, it, oh, are we the ones that are abandoned? Oh, oh. is it? Oh. oh, oh, no! It's a game called Abandoned by a an indie dev that's gonna it's gonna be mediocre. No. Abandoned. But- no, Chris is right. Peter Molyneux is making the game, and Abandoned refers to the winner of the What's Inside the Cube app because he wasn't <laughs> given the rewards he was meant to get. Wow. No, I, I'd, I'd rather than Peter Molyneux that it was um, what's his name? Is it is it is it fit Paul Fish? The Fez Phil guy. Fish. Phil, Phil Fish. Fish. Phil Fish. I'd rather it's Phil Fish, and he's now got long hair and an eye patch. So you're saying this become... is this is the resurrection of of Fez Two, where now it's photorealistic, and, and the, yeah. the Fez character has now got an eye patch, and the big bad is Phil Fish. That would be amazing. Um, uh, there's a couple of other little bits to touch on with this. So um, Hassan Karaman uh, went on a podcast, uh, Al Hub. Yeah, has, yeah, sorry, he hasn't been on it yet. He hasn't been uh, well, no, he ha- he has been on. Well, I saw some pictures that look like he'd done the recording. I don't know. The, I don't think it's been released. But there was oh, the. Okay. If you go onto Al Hub's uh, Twitter, they had like a. It looked like they'd done the. Unless it was just a pre-interview thing. Um, so Al Hub is that a hub for people called Alfred? Exactly. Uh, yes. That. Yes. Yeah. Alan's Alfred's. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They're approaching their 100th episode uh, and they're sponsored by a number of different companies. (laughs) Sorry, I'd I'd love it if it was just like a a, a fork of Pornhub, but you could only (laughs) access it if your name was Al. Can I access it? Actually, people call you Al. People call me Al. Yeah. Al Hub. What about if only the people on it are called Al? (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about that. It's just the other Alex Jones. It's his site. It's just him naked 
with body paint, painting himself like the Twitch girls do. And gay frogs. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so he was like, yeah, but Hassan Karaman, let's get back to that, um, is going on slash has been on um, Al Hub's podcast. They're approaching their 100th episode, but they uh, announced sort of a bunch of sponsorships um, and some giveaways. Two of the companies that are involved in that are Bloober Team and Konami, which mm. has obviously got people talking again because of the connections there, which... I think this is all too much. Like, I think the problem is here, people are reading too much into this shit. But there's one little, uh, well, one more thing that's happened this week because Norman Reedus, the uh, motorbike um, riding, beer swilling actor, as whatever he uh, is. Sorry, uh, he, monster swilling. Mon- Mon- monster yeah. chugger. Yeah. Sorry, monster. Uh, he posted an Instagram video um, where he was kind of dancing around with uh, a bunny from Silent Hill 3. It was a, you know, would give you an ep- epileptic fit. Well, I can't even say that if you had um, photosensitive wow. epilepsy. So maybe don't watch it if you've got that. But if you haven't, check it out. It's very strange. Um, you, you see, he's just fucking stroking the fire as well. But the thing stoking? is, stroking, stroking, not, stroking. not, not stroking. stroking. That's something different. Norman Reedus, like, clearly, you know, nearly worked with uh, Tadeo on Silent Hills at the time and then did work with him on Death Stranding many years ago now. Is Norman Reedus, like, aware of all of this enough that he would time an Instagram post of him with a character from, a like, some random horror game from over a decade? Like, it doesn't match up. Like, what? I don't yeah, know what that is. That is, that is weird. I'll the, give you the that. The thing that doesn't match up for me is even though I'm saying it's fucking Kojima, um, is that everyone's saying it's a Silent Hill project, which I'm not necessarily behind that kind of thinking, right? But everyone's like, oh, Silent Hill, Silent Hill, Silent Hill. But we know Konami will never work with Kojima ever again. We don't. Well, we don't We, know we, we think. We think. That's from, the case. from what we've seen, from all of the shit that's gone down, I don't think either party wants to work with the other ever again. But then to be fair, like... Uh, the Kojima thing could just all be that could be the red herring, and it could, like we've said, it could just be Konami and could be yeah. Silent Hills, and, and, and if you that's know what, more if, likely if it to is, be if, if it is, and and this is why I'm so like happy to kind of put some money on the line because it's not a lot of money, first of all, five pounds, but it's just a bit of fun. But like w- whatever the the answer is, it's still fascinating. Like no, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, hang on, what I really want the answer to be is I really want it to be Konami trolling the way Kojima does shit. I would fucking, you know what, I'd stand up and applaud them because, you know what, Konami have not done much with anything except for fucking e-football. True. <laughs> you know. Also, Chris, you've got it twisted because <laughs> is if, if this is uh, somehow Konami or Kojima or Silent Hill or Metal Gear related, then I get that game and I and lose five pounds, but, but it's fine. If yeah. it's not, then I gain five pounds. You're in a position where you can lose both. It could be nothing and you lose five pounds. So yeah, you're the I, only person that can lose-lose. Yeah, but I don't care because it's it's not lose lose because I'm enjoying. Yeah, but you said you said that's why I'm okay to make the bet. Yeah, because like, because I, because whatever the outcome, I'm enjoying the ride, buddy. No, no, no. That, that's it, like it's, saying it's almost that's like, like say, that's like it, saying I'm going to bet on my favorite football team winning because either way, I'm no. If they lose, then it's lose lose. Well, that's why you always bet against the team you like because you, you don't be happy either way. Do you know what I did? That's like that. I bet that. Oh, you, that um, yeah, you're fucking. Uh, yeah. UK would vote to leave the EU. <laughs> and yeah, I won. I won like fifty quid. Yes, yeah, so we went to the yeah. pub. Everyone was a bit solemn and sad because we work in a little lefty wokey uh, media <laughs> company. And I bought people drinks because um, I said I've won fifty quid. I'll buy a couple of drinks. 
Fair enough. Yeah. So I, 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 don't, I, I personally, I don't mind that they're playing the game. I think it's a good laugh. Um, I think some people are going to be oversensitive about it because that always happens with games and the internet and especially the potent combination of the two. But I also just think that, like, will it blow up in their face? Maybe in the short term, like if they release something that's really bad or they find a way to not release anything at all, which I think I still think is a distinct possibility that this is just like them endlessly stringing people along. Do you think it's just no vaporware? But what's the point? Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the point is, do you know her son cameraman's name? Hmm. Oh, I do, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, but point. hold on, because if it is vaporware, it doesn't matter if I know his name or not. Yeah, but then but then this, I think the other weird thing about the games is Names history, can be forgotten uh, quick. The name, names can be forgotten. and re- But the thing about... Names can be forgotten, reputations can be changed, I guess. Like, I think the games industry, for as much as we'd like to believe we hold grudges, sometimes that in the games industry, you're only as relevant as the reception your last game received. And like, let's take Hello Games and No Man's Sky, for example, right? Let's say they'd never release an update for No Man's Sky. Then they go back to the drawing board, they release another game. They release that game and like, it... it it is a very, very good game. I don't know how you say that, like what metric you use to say that it's like objectively a good game, but let's just say for the sake of argument, it's objectively a good game. You kind of made something that still people feel like they need to play. And most sane people who don't hold grudges or care about like what happened in the past, like they just play it. And there are really some people who who are like, oh, sorry, I can't play it because I said I'd never touch a Hello Games product <laughs> again. But that's going to be like a 9.8 on Metacritic that they're just never going to touch because they didn't like some old game once. Like it's fun. I don't, I don't well, think that, I don't think that many people think that way in the game that are fans of games. I think they just follow what happens. I think that's why reputations change. Yeah, I think you you nailed it before the podcast, Jamie. When um, I <laughs> I pointed out that Hassan Karaman's only got about nine thousand followers on on Twitter. Yeah, um, and I was like, oh, I'm amazed he doesn't have a hundred thousand followers. And you were like, that's because the bubble we're in, where you think this is this is yeah. interesting to people, is totally. not as big as we think it is. Yeah, we we um, we had it all the time with with Cyberpunk, where like the number of people who bought Cyberpunk was much bigger than we thought it was. The number of people who returned Cyberpunk was much smaller than we thought it was. <laughs> the, and, and, uh, these things happen all the time, and like. No, CD Projekt Red could work on Cyberpunk for, for the next 20 years or they could abandon it this year in favour of the next Witcher but if the next Witcher comes out and it is well received people go and buy that Witcher game that's yeah. a guarantee yeah but yeah. then again you're talking about CD Projekt Red with a, a track record and a history and then you're also talking about Hassan Karaman who's yeah but again I still, I still stand by the thing which is that you're only as relevant as your last actual product and if Hassan Karaman is the let's say abandoned is vaporware, but the next project is real and it's good. You play it. I play yeah. it. Why yeah, would I not? That's true. Yeah, because um, why? Why would I want to sit here with folded arms, sitting to you, you guys talking about the game of the year and say, "I'm sorry, I'm not buying it because of that vaporware release." I think the interesting release. The, the only interesting wrinkle to your argument, um, I think, in in the case of like an indie dev or a new studio or whatever, is uh, a lot of what they do um, is obviously based on funding. And yeah. If you're a bigger Same. studio who um, who if you if you mess up and if you release a game which doesn't hit that well, chances are you can still get funding. So Cyberpunk will still be able to get funding in the future, despite the fact there have been lawsuits and there have been other things that have gone on. Like they they can make money, they can produce good games. I think the issue here is if you are a proven falsifier of uh, PR campaigns or whatever, and you release a game which is vaporware, um, or you don't release a game or whatever, trying to get funding for your next project is almost going to be yeah. impossible. You, you know what happens? You don't go out as as, as a fucking someone else, you don't go out and hire the Hassan Karamans of the world 
you go out and hire his social manager because he did a fucking bang up <laughs> job. Not Hassan. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> I mean, you, you hire the happened. person who stuck the camera in front of his face and said, pretend you're crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, and to be yeah. fair, no matter what happens, they need to be given a job like at a big company because <laughs> we all love an ARG. Oh, and bro. Like, they, they just get, we get them to join the team that's promoting the next Cloverfield film and we'll be in <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Business. Oh, can you imagine? This is a J.J. Abrams game. This this is the new Cloverfield film. It's like just... Oh, man, that would be great. I hope, I really hope that uh, something interesting happens. I don't think it will. So, okay, let, just in case people missed it, let me just spell it out. So I, this time, I'm going to be I'm gonna be the adjudicator. Jamie is saying that this is not Kojima-related. $5 or £5, sorry, on the line. Chris is saying it is Kojima who's got this going on. No, but, and I'm also, saying, to be fair, I'm saying it's fucking Kojima. It's that is how Kojima. I'm saying it. You've got to fucking remember that, right? Sorry, it's, it's fucking Kojima. It's fucking Kojima. Also, to, to give Chris his dues, Jamie did say that Chris can lose-lose in this situation, but he can also win-win because he can get the game and the money. Yes. So he's going all in. He's win-win yeah. or lose-lose. Jamie is win-lose no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what Jamie's I'm, I'm, doing? I'm the fence sitter. Ja- Jamie, Jamie's the, the scumbag who on roulette puts money on black and red. <laughs> you lose money. Well, you lose, and if you do that, yeah, you lose. Yeah, yeah you just we, lose. The, you do still have a chance. You, you, you think, of, you think of you're losing, splitting yeah. it, but you're losing. All right. Whereas me, I'm fucking, I'm all in on number seven, baby. You know. But I lost. I, I've lost in in the month of July over one hundred pounds on roulette. So <laughs> this is an appropriate um, you, reminder. You've been doing the, the gambo on Twitch. No, in For, person. I I, I, oh. I don't know if I ever said it, but I watched all you of England casino. Uh, yeah, all of England's run-ins from. Post group stage up to finals in a casino, so um, <laughs> which is a dangerous mix because you get very excited when you're watching your national team winning football matches, and oh. it turns out uh, casinos are a bad place to be both excited and drunk, <laughs> especially casinos that are 24 hours, obviously uh, bright lights the whole time, uh, no clocks, food and uh, and drink being brought to just wherever you end up being sat. <laughs> Do you know what you can have a great in a? I've I've only been to a casino twice. Yeah, I had a great time. Like you can, you, because you can take. You obviously have to spend cash, but you can spend like fifty quid or whatever. As long as you don't go crazy and rinse it all immediately. Yeah, yeah. You win a few, you lose a few. Don't get me wrong; you absolutely lose all of it by the end of the night. But you have uh, the house always wins, baby. Time. House always wins. But oh, listen, yes, we can't yeah. talk about abandoned all night, guys, because we need to move on to the mm. comment of the week, and this one comes in from Ghost Viking, um, who said. Remember Rainbow Six Patriots? That's what Tom Clancy game should look like. The dark story, tactical single player, not that woke looking bullshit. <laughs> of course, referring to, um, what is it even called? X-Defiant. X-Defiant that we were talking about last week. X-Disaster, more like. Now, whilst I... I love people getting salty online. Um, I'm not really sure what's woke about X Defiant. I mean, punk and... The idea that punk and woke are synonymous is kind of great to me because um obviously that should probably be like the opposite but no but you know there were were females in that trailer also it's a one in fact that only lefty snowflakes like bright colors everyone else likes dark (laughs) colors okay tom clancy famous for only wearing black and yeah i I, I must be honest uh, as much as i didn't like fucking whatever they showed on x defiant um i wouldn't necessarily call it woke but i don't see how it could be woke what was woke about it I, I, I don't really know what was woke. If I'm if I'm being honest, I yeah, I'm not in the traditional meaning of the word. I mean, I, I don't know what was. Okay. Well, it, like, didn't, let, it, it didn't seem to be politically charged. They were yeah. all fictional groups. 
you know. If although I'm sure they'll shoot uh, Warner in now. Famously, famously, the the woke and the left are you know pretty synonymous. Not big fans of guns generally, (laughs) so might not be the biggest Tom Clancy run around shooty shooty bang bang games. Yeah, even things like graffiti and general punk sort of anarchism are all traditionally sort of like right leaning ideas, right? So, uh, uh, no, I don't. A punk isn't like anarchism. Well, I guess it depends what you're what the anarchy's against and what kind of. Rage against the machine, mate. Rage well, uh, yeah, that's not that's that's not S- that's system not of a down. Well, no, that that again, that's not very right at all. That tool. that's incredibly left. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's just, move on. Name, naming bands now, uh, but yeah, Rebus. <laughs> I think Patriots. I think what we really need to find out is whether or not the characters, the fictional characters with the next defiant, <laughs> deny that the Armenian genocide ever took place. <laughs> Jesus, that's Christ. what we need to get to the bottom of. Let's that, just hope yes. that Google doesn't uh, scan the transcript of this uh, video because we'll be in oh. trouble. Um, but yeah, but, ugh, fucking going back to Rainbow Six Patriots, that looked fucking great, didn't it? But that kind of... Th- oh, I an, cannot remember it at all, I'm going to be completely honest. It was really cool. It, <laughs> it, it, it was a more traditional Rainbow Six game rather than, say, the multiplayer Rainbow Six Siege that we got. Um, yes. And and it did look really cool. Uh He's right. It was kind of dark. Did seem to have a very dark story. Wouldn't necessarily say that it did look tactical, but yeah. you could imagine being a Rainbow Six game pre-Siege that that was synonymous with tactical gameplay. So you could imagine that. It, yeah. it, it had a really cool like intro trailer where it was like this woman at, at home and whatever, and there was like a home invasion and they strapped a bomb to the dude's chest or whatever and then made him, shoved him in a van, took him downtown and yeah, like, it's, it's let him loose. It's fascinating, Chris, because you and I both remembered the same trailer, but each of us remembered different halves of it. Yeah. Where you remembered the first half and I remember the second half. Yeah, I remember um, the, the cinematic. You remember the, the gameplay example. Yeah, which I called it gameplay. If I've got to say up front now, if anyone wants to see an example of what it looks like when you fake gameplay by making yeah. a CG trailer and try to pretend it's gameplay after the fact by adding like HUD elements and fucking crosshairs and stuff like that, please watch that trailer. Because the second half of that is an absolute masterpiece yeah. in how to make a not a video game trailer. But it, it's all—it's almost interesting, isn't it? Because it's almost like a, a precursor to the stuff that Ubisoft did afterwards, where right, like, yeah. like when, when they shot off the division and they were like they had that that fake like team gameplay with, with the fucking yeah. broken promise of someone playing oh, on an what, iPad what and was a drone. So good. Watchdogs was another one that had a incredibly um, not—I'm not going to say like falsified, but like in a, a very staged. Uh, yeah, and uh, even Rainbow Six Siege itself was very different in its yeah. first reveal to the final yeah. product. You, you know what yeah. was yeah. you know what was really interesting. Like, uh, I remember for ATG we were doing some kind of a video. I don't remember what it was, and I, I was watching this uh, Rainbow Six Patriots uh, reveal, and I was so struck by the fact that so there's a there's a little segment on the like gameplay quote unquote reveal, yeah, where they rappel down. The uh, fucking balustrades, what do you call it? Or whatever it is. On of a bridge. A, of a bridge. And they're yeah. rappelled down to like a traffic jam on the bridge and they're going to go after some terrorists. And in that gameplay, they're walking. And as they're walking, the guy closes a fucking door. Oh, yes. Just oh, wow. like they did in The Division. And when we saw it in The Division, we were fucking blown away. We're like, oh, look at your fucking attention to detail. And then wow. I, remember I, no look, I remember watching that, that trailer for... That's whatever video we do for ATG. And I was like, oh my God, they fucking, they did it for Rainbow Six Patriots as well. They just fucking recycled it. 
I was like, it, it's a small fucking thing, but it did actually just blow my mind. I was like, who wow, knew, okay. Who knew it, people it, love doors it, closing that yeah, much? Yeah, it, it, it almost kind of makes me think that, like, it's that thing, right, where the, the right thing at the wrong time won't get noticed, but if you repeat it at the right time, all of a sudden it blows up, even though it's exactly the same fucking thing. Right, yes. right. In a it's like when way. you're in a crowd, you say a joke, no one laughs, you wait a few minutes, you say the joke again at the right time, and everyone laughs. Yeah, or worse yet, someone else says it instead. Oh, he's scumbag. Bastard. Yeah. Um, although, I, I've just figured something out. Mm. Ghost Viking is, in fact, a shill for Ubisoft, because... Ghost Viking. Will, you will remember, because Ghost Viking, exactly, yes, they're uh, not even hiding it very well, of course. Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, Vikings. Um, Ghost, because you don't see them coming because it's all sneaky. Because Ubisoft got into trouble with um, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. With the, They were anti-woke because they had the black fist of the Black Lives Matter thing. <laughs> yes. And then they, they got in a lot of trouble because they were saying that they were bad. And so they were the opposite to being woke. And this is someone sliding into our comments saying, woke trash oh. in order to make us think Jonesy. Ubisoft... Can I take you oh, on the work. on the next level of the fucking ghost Viking iceberg? <laughs> Go on. Because what is he doing? He's being a Trojan horse. <laughs> All right. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Ah, I like it. Here we go. I like it. Fucking, I, I, there you go. I've blown it wide open. This fucking conspiracy is going fucking wild. Call the fucking Rainbow Six Patriots, fellas. Um, if. I'm not sure if Ghost Viking is, but Ghost Viking, if you are a Patreon, you could always come into our uh, Discord server and you could let us know oh, um, if yeah. you are in fact but now, working for Ubisoft. I'm worried because isn't when someone complains that something is woke and you say it's not that woke, aren't you then the one that gets accused of being woke? Isn't that how it usually works? No, you just go broke. Like, are we are we <laughs> the SJW cucks now? Do we have SJW agendas? Help me. I'm getting worried here. I've got no idea. Um, but hey, I know some people that we don't need to have de- it. We need to delete our Last of Us 2 coverage now. <laughs> oh, shit. That's one. Th- okay. I, I'm not. Uh, that, that's up, one for yeah. the patrons. No, I was going to say, like, that was actually one news story that kind of would would have been interesting. Maybe we talk about it another week, but it didn't actually become mainstream news, which is why we didn't pick up on it when we were kind of looking around what we were going to talk about this week. But there was a big Last of Us 2 uh, subreddit kind of drama this past week. Ooh. Oh, please tell me after the fucking patrons, because oh, I do I, I do want to hear it. And maybe oh, yeah, we, we, we can go into it if you like. Can I yeah, also show you this? What is that? Is that, that like a slipper you That's get from the hotel? I collect these because I find them very useful, because I wear them at home. And, are uh, they hotel slippers? They are actually hotel slippers. And, <laughs> oh, and the reason I wear them is because they fucking break after a month, and then you just get a new yeah, pair, look, and it's all nice and, nice, and, nice and shiny. Where, where do you guys draw the line in what you're allowed to take from a hotel? I don't take anything. I take what I let, I put my like, shit back in my bag and then I leave. I take everything. No, I, I just take the slippers because they give them to you, right? Like they can't reuse them. Exactly. I, I take those, and I and if they have like a nice shampoo or something, I'll take that as well. Yeah, I got really nervous that I was going to get last time I was in a hotel when I was in Poland uh, last year. I was using toothpaste that was very blue, and I'd brushed my teeth, and I don't know what happened, but I went and like wiped my face on this towel, and there was just a huge blue streak across the towel. I was like, that doesn't look like it's coming out. I don't know. <laughs> I think that they can't charge you for something like that, but you know. No, I mean, I, I, no, I'd have been out of the country by the time they tried. But, but hold on, have you ever, did you ever wonder why all the towels in all hotels are white, Jamie? It's because cum doesn't show up on them. Kind of. Uh, it's because they just bleach the shit out of them. 
Ah. Uh, but hang on, most I'd say the the majority of towels around the world, if you did a fucking a poll of all towels in the in the top right of this video, just take a look. Aren't they white? Isn't towel aren't towels no. white? No. no, towels are whatever colour you want. Yeah. They usually match your bathroom. Like I grew up in a house of white towels. You lived in I've a hotel, my friend. <laughs> nah, like, I've but, never lived in a, like, a white the, towel house. The, the bath, the the, the mat, that I, the bath mat that I stood on when I came out the shower that was white. My big towel to dry myself was white. Yeah, we had we had tell you what we had we had we had we had non-white towels to take to the beach whenever we went to somewhere or when we were going on holiday. That's when you'd take out like oh, this is a blue towel with purple stripes because you're showing off. You're going on holiday. You're going loud. <laughs> but inside in house. White towels. Yeah, no, we we never we've never had white towels. Even anyway, now, I've got one white, one grey. Jesus, let me move on and because I'm my own Jamie, man. Jamie so, already sorry messed I up my link. This. Jamie already messed up my link into the Patreon, which was so wonderfully set up. So we're oh, just going to do it. Uh, hang on, can I? Can I? Can I? Um, can we try and cook up another one for you? Um, uh, yeah, sure, let's do it. What's a word, Chris? Give me a word that's like tangent, tangent. That that's linked <laughs> to the word Patreon. Patre- uh, a Rainbow Six Patreons. I don't fucking know. I tell you uh, what, I, I really hope that Rainbow Six Vegas 2 becomes the patron saint of all future Rainbow Six releases because more first-person shooters need to go into third-person when you go into cover. Well, wow. Jamie, you know, you could be not our patron saint, but you could be our Patreon saints by joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash supershow. And these are some people um, on the screen right now who have done just that, who have joined our Patreon. Uh, and I'd like to give a quick shout out to some of the awesome guys right now. Uh, they are Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy. Guys, I'm trying to read the Patreon names out. Stop tickling my toesy woesies. Jesper Camdon Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, Zach Cream, and the Big Dogs. It is Shellshock, Hacks or Book Read, Manuel. Oh, and I can't <laughs> I even this. say that. You got to try, buddy. Anti, Anti Taco and Empo, Guerrero. Just, just say Yanis. There you go. Just say the, Gre- the Greek freak. And the dude abides. Uh, thank you very much to all of you. Um, you guys are awesome. You keep the lights on. You keep us coming back week after week. Uh, we are incredibly grateful for you being our, for being our Patreons, for your patronage. Um, and thank you very much. Thank now, you. Do you know what else I need to find out before we move on to a new story that we didn't want to talk about and we're going to have to talk about because there's no news? I need to know what you boys have been playing in this past week. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, let's start no, with... No, you know what, Jonesy? You tell us what you've been playing. How about that one? You started Oh, off. yeah. I, like that. I believe, because, because I, believe happens, I am the right? host yeah. and I will tell you... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I have only, I've only played one game, really. I've been smashing up some more Ratchet and Clank uh, and I'm almost finished with it. Um... I'm oh, angling yeah. for the platinum. Um, I'm doing it on a, like a one playthrough thing, so I'm trying to pick up everything as I go through all the levels. So it's been quite meaty. Also, my kid is playing it at the same time, so we kind of have to take it in turns. And then he's like, <laughs> "Can I play your game? Because you're further along than me." And I say, "No, you cannot." <laughs> so I then have to watch him for an hour play it. So it's been a, a lot of ratchet and clank for me this week and rewatching the same levels. But nice. that game is still uh, as gorgeous and as fun to play as ever. What a, what a fantastic game with a lot of humour. And good times to be had. So hopefully next mm. week I'll be able to I'll be able to let you know that I finished it. Oh, that would and be that would be a treat. Very rare that we can hear rare. that. I finished. You know what? Again. My my plan. I'm not going to tell you which. My plan is to have two games finished by next week. So oh oh, 
Yeah, jo- jo- get- Jonesy is going to find a game that you can fucking finish in two hours. No, I've got, I've got a feeling I might. I have an idea of what that might be. Yeah, I think I know what it is as well. Just uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, not based on anything, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. possibly three. But Ooh. oh my god, I could I could be wrong with how far along I am in something else because I've been playing some more of something else as well that I didn't talk about just now because I haven't got. Much I mean, to you say, could also but. just take the two hours to finish Bioshock, but you know, whatever. Why would I do that? <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, Jamie, what have you been playing? Yeah, I have. Uh, I've been playing a couple of things like you, by the sounds of things, Jonesy. But the only thing I've got to kind of bring to the table, just because it's a relatively new release came out today, in fact, earlier this afternoon, is a game called The Ascent, which is oh. now on Xbox Game Pass. Um, yeah, I think they, they showed it for the first time last summer. It's that kind of um, isometric twin-stick shooter that's sort of set in that um, sort of futuristic, dystopian, cyberpunky, Blade Runner-y, gross kind of, like, landscape. Um, and... Look, I've only played it for an hour, and I was reading some of the reviews earlier today, and people are kind of split on it. Uh, some people really liked it. Some people... Uh, it looks damn cool. I don't remember seeing this before. But. It, I think, again, first hour only. Uh, the first hour was damn cool. Um, you know, it, it, I think they set up the world in a really interesting way where it's sort of like a... it's You know how a lot of people create futures where like the world's run by super mega corporations? And so, oh, yeah. It's one of those, but I think it's set on like a planet that's really hard to get to. And what's ha- so what happens is basically people agree to um, long-term contracts working for companies in return, and in return the company will bring them to that planet or to that place, um, right. and then they get and they're referred to as indentured indentured workers or indents. Yeah. Um, like indentured but, servitude kind of same, yeah, same but story. you're basically just like a slave and you work on like underground in these big there's lots of pipes and it's all gnarly um yeah it seems like it's got a cut some fairly interesting things going on like there's a lot of world building going on um it's got a lot of sort of attitude um i think the guys who worked on this they were former bullet storm people so there's a you know there's <coughs> swearing and gross shit and kind of thing but Not Jamie, quite like would you say it's a uh Punk, ro- punk rock mosh pit. Is it a punk rock mosh pit? Is it a fast-paced no. game meets punk rock mosh pit? I don't think it's really either of those two things. It's not very <laughs> punk rock. It's not much of a mosh pit. It's also not super fast-paced. I just think like that world is like surprisingly pretty. It's one of these games that's like it's isometric, but it takes advantage of like you know really nice explosion effects and uh, sort of like a uh, 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 you know a sort of. It, the camera pulls back and you get big environments. It's all very, it's not lush. It's all quite ugly, but in a good way. Um, and it's got a lot of systems that seem like they're going to be engaging. Like there's sort of like a, a loot system, not quite like a Destiny or like a Borderlands. Here's thousands of guns, but like a sort of like, hey, let's get some variety of lots of different weapons and armor going on. There's a character creator. There's sort of like um, lots of like, you know, the skills and leveling up and lots of RPG systems that seem like they could be quite fun to you need it, to get into there's co-op, co-op. Yeah. yeah there's co-op um so, and I, I would like to try it in co-op um i'm looking to, to i'm curious to see if the things that people didn't like about it like it got a six out of ten from GameSpot, for example curious to see when they start to rear their head apparently mm. like it's quite buggy at times and doesn't really reward right. exploration or repetition one thing i will say that's kind of different about it if you're looking for like a reason to like pick it up is maybe someone who is a bit bored of twin stick shooters at this stage 
it seems like it's trying to play a lot with the level of like different tiers of combat. So for example, you um you you know, I was playing on a controller, you're moving with the left stick, aiming with the right stick, and you're firing. And left trigger was raise gun. And when you do it, like they raise the gun up to their eye, and you kind of think, oh, maybe it's like a more a slower, more zoomed in or more accurate shot. But no, you are literally like raising the level of your gun. So if there are like uh-huh, in right. the first half of the game, you're fighting these little like scrubby like monster dudes. And if you raise your gun, you're actually shooting over them. <laughs> so um, it's also a game where you can crouch. So then you're getting into the thing of like, oh, if you crouch and then hold L2, they ra- he raise a gun above his head. So you've also almost got uh, cover in a twin stick shooter by yeah, creating cool. like like combat that exists on different tiers of verticality. Okay, which is an inter- interesting way to mix it up. Guns feel okay. Like there's some cool shit going for it, but. I think it's going to be one of those games that becomes defined by the fact, like, hey, it's on Game Pass. So, <laughs> might as well yeah. play it. Like, might as well. try yeah. it. It's, co- it's co-op, and it's and it's pretty, and it's clearly like not bad. So try it and see if, yeah. you're, if you think it's a 9 out of 10 or a 6 out of 10, which seems to be kind of like the range it runs at the moment. Yeah. For me, the twin-stick shooter problem they all seem to have is uh, rep- rep- the, bleh, how repetitive they are. Um, that they just they start out strong often, and you go, oh, this is really good. I'm having a good time. And a few levels in, it's like every level is almost exactly the same. They throw a bit of variation in there, but, but I think that's just from the the way the the games are set up, like the isometric look of them a lot of the time, and yeah. the fact that there's not a lot well, else you can do except spin your sticks around. One thing I will say that surprised <laughs> me because uh, I haven't been paying much about attention to the pre-release stuff. I started, like I said, in this undergroundy bit with like lots of pipes and like it was like. Like almost like cave mines and like sewers and weird shit like that, um, but all very industrial. And I got this elevator up, and now I'm in like a cyberpunk city center, and it's like a hub. And I can't use my. There's no combat. There's literally hundreds of NPCs, not that you can interact with, but they're all there. And there's like shops, and there's bars, and there's so like there's some ambition to this game. Mm. Uh, it seems like a you know a decently sized project. Um, uh, so. I definitely recommend anyone sort of taking a look and if you've got Game Pass it seems like your kind of thing then yeah, let's let's try get let's it. try get a co op going. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, down. I'm keen. Jonesy, you'll be able to see uh, sorry, Jonesy. Well sorry, I was gonna say how many is it? Is it two player, four player? What are we talking for? I'd I'd, I'd guess four, because I think the key art had like four people on it. Okay. And like I said, there is a character creator and like the RPG mechanics seem pretty involved, so that seems like you'd be able to create fairly different people different styles of characters or have Perfect. strengths in different areas. Um, right. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, that would be something yeah. to hop on and, and play together. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Game Pass, Jamie, you know, you, know yeah. what's, you know what's coming out on Games Pass very soon? Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Where are you on Psychonauts 1? It's installed. You scumbag. <laughs> That's what, hey, hey, Chris, all, I'm, all I'll say is it's installed. Okay. I'm not going to say any more. I'll leave the rest to your imagination. Yeah, because it's installed and you haven't played it, even though you mm, promised me you would. Well, who's mm. to say whether I played it or not? <laughs> who's to say? Who's to say I'm not waiting till I finished it to drop a bomb on oh, you? Oh, I, I don't think so. I think you're lying. I think mm. you're. How no, how long is is Octonauts? <laughs> Just out of interest, because I did start playing it. <laughs> uh, that's I'm a good. Oh, you've done me in there. I don't, I don't think you've been. I think he's he's typing it in right now, and then he realizes right now. He's going to search in octonauts. It's going to come up with something completely different. It's going to be psychonauts. What is it? Psychonauts. Sorry, not octonauts. We're talking about psychonauts. Is the octonauts something your kids watch or something? Yeah, I think it is. I was going to say because I've just Uh, searched in, and it's like these look like 
bears that live underwater. Yeah, but one of them's got an eye patch. That's so quite clearly uh, Kojima. Oh, uh, so this is a this is abandoned <laughs> a, the octonauts. About, I was actually paid to come on <laughs> to say that so that people would go search it, find the iPad. Yeah, but Jonesy, it's, it's, actually, not, it's not a long game. It's not a long did game. You guys, 12, did you guys realise that Hassan, Karaman, Hassan Karaman is actually an anagram for Captain Barnacles? <laughs> oh. Captain Barnacles. Anyway, getting back to Psychonauts. Apparently uh, it's like 12 hours. Yeah. So one of the problems, like, so the only... Going back to like Bioshock, the problem I had with Bioshock wasn't the fact that Bioshock is not a good game. But we all know Bioshock is a phenomenal game. I like um, Bioshock Infinite. I loved. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, but it's the, how dated some games feel. And I've got to be honest, Psychonauts felt pretty dated. Um, well, yeah, it's like OG Xbox, dude. Exactly. And I, str- I, I played it for like an hour and a half, two hours maybe, and then I struggled to like want to play more of it. And I think that's... Um, but Psychonauts 2, not the problem, so you might, might, might be fine. I, I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, there were some previews for that like in the last couple of weeks, right? Yeah. yeah interesting. I stayed away from it, to be honest, because I, okay. I just, I just want to get into it. Um, yeah, fair enough. Well, I'll tell you what. But Chris, what, what yeah. have you been playing this week if you've been steering clear of Psychonauts? Well, fellas, I mean, I, I tried. Heaven help me, I, I tried this week. Uh, I had a number of evenings where I was able to play games, and I... I don't know if you must have had it. I think every gamer has had the situation where you sit down, you've got a clear kind of schedule, you sit down, you say, I'm going to play some games, and you just don't know what to play. And then so you just kind Absolutely, of like, yeah. you, you just kind of like say, okay, well, I'll just play some of this. And you boot it up, and it just something's not working, it's not gelling, you're not getting into it, whatever it might be. So I tried to play some Dota, couldn't find any matches in, in a decent amount of time that I was willing to wait for, gave up on it. Um, I started downloading a bunch of Game Pass games. Didn't want to wait for them to finish downloading, so I just left those to kind of run in the background. Um, tried to play some Chivalry, but I just wasn't feeling it. Then I tried to, I logged into Cyberpunk, and I was like, okay, I can get into this. And I'm in this, I'm trying to do this one mission. And to be fair, I could just abandon the mission. But I was trying to do this one mission where you you meet up with a guy called like, I don't know, fucking Bill Kaczynski or some shit like that. And you have to go with him. He wants to murder someone who murdered his wife, who was meant to be killed in death row, but blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like a really small side mission, but um, it's really annoying because this, this guy that he's going to kill is surrounded by cops and cops are very fucking deadly in this game, right? especially with them just fucking spawning behind you and stuff. By the way, they still fucking do that, just a lot further away. So what happens now is they spawn, and you think you're okay, until about 50 of them just descend on you from over the hill. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck, okay, fucking whatever. Um, playing the playing the thing, like, was it like the, the trumpet, like they used to do in Wild West? Yeah, yeah and come exactly. Running. Fucking Flight of the Valkyries coming down. Um, but yeah, so... And it's one of these annoying things where, so usually in the game, Jamie, for your benefit as well, when you're going mm. through like cuts, like cutscenes, like in-game cutscenes and dialogue options, there's an option you just press C on your keyboard if you're on PC, and you just skip to the next sentence and the next sentence. You can just keep on mashing C, and you just kind of skip all over it, right? But right, this- because everyone knows that the uh, the worst part of Cyberpunk is the quest and the writing, so you just want to no, skip it all. No, because because here's the point, because. You'll listen to it one time, and you do the mission, and the police fucking murder you, and it, you load, oh, you load you them, repeat you the, go yeah, back. Okay. Yeah, except for some reason, this mission, it doesn't have any of those skip fucking things, okay? And it's a kind of like thing, you go, you speak to this dude, 
once you speak to him, you get in the car. Once you get in the car, you have to fucking do this chase with like the worst driving mechanics ever. Uh, <laughs> chase this car down into like this little underpass, which takes like about two, three minutes. Fine, whatever. And then once you're there, you get into like a shootout with the cops and you die. So it's like, okay. And then it resets and you can't skip any of this dialogue of him telling you, oh, I have to do this and you got to do this. Oh, and chase that thing and fa fa fa. And what I tried to do is I tried to save at incremental parts, but because it's like a bit of a set piece, it doesn't let you save anywhere. So you always go back to this cutscene. So I tried it five times, got my ass handed to me every single time because of the fucking stupid cop AI. And eventually I just fucking gave up and I said, I'm I'm not gaming this week. That is just what it is. It's horrible when you get, you get something the way it's, it doesn't, you're like, is it me? Is it the game? Yeah. So I just watched TV. I was like, you know what? Passive. Just be passive. It's like fucking whatever it is. Do you know, but, recent memory, one of the worst <laughs> I had of that was uh, Black Ops Cold War, where the final mission, you're supposed to blow up these towers as you drive into like a, I think it's like an airfield, and you're supposed to like use a grenade launcher to like blow them up. And the game was so bugged that when you shoot the grenade launchers, it, it's not attached to the bat, like where the actual placement of the gun is in the game. So the grenades <laughs> fire off some random place like behind you. Oh, great, yeah. And you just, and you just keep the reset in the same sequence. It did it to me four, about 40 times. Oh man, that happened to me in COD World War Two towards the end of that game where there was a, you're in the trenches and there was like a fucking tiger tank. that Right. You have, but, to, you have to run up behind it and put yeah, thing yeah. up its bum. Yeah, but but something happened the way I was playing it. And to be fair, I could have reset the mission, but I was stubborn and I didn't want to. Um, and the way that I'd gone about things and trying to get to the tank, the point where it had like a checkpoint that I always respawned at every time I try to redo the thing it just always like respawned me by the enemies. And it was just like, it's like you spawn in. It's like an immediate firefight to the fucking tanks right on top of you. And like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I swear that took me like two days to try and finish because I was stubborn and an idiot. And I didn't just reset <laughs> I, I can't, the fucking I can't talk on that one, but I can tell you that, that Jonesy's issue with Black Ops Cold War, 100% user error. <laughs> no, it was not user error at all. I had uh, I went and found forums where people were saying like, "What is going on with this?" And it was it's literally Jonesy, it's it's the internet. You can find forums of people who were born with dicks instead of legs. Like. It was it's literally a game. Well, a lot of Dick people legs. were saying it's a game breaking bug, but it was um, the the grenade launcher wouldn't even fire half the time, and you had to reload a say. I think the the fix was something like you had to reload to the previous say or the beginning of the section as opposed to when it loads you in. Because it loads you in at two slightly different points. And then the grenade launcher works, but then it doesn't, then sometimes the, it doesn't shoot. Like it doesn't shoot where you are yeah, from. Yeah, that, that just sounds bugged. Oh, yeah. it was bugged up. It was completely bugged up the arse. It was, it was literally, <laughs> it was one of those things where you're like, I have to get through this. There's not, I literally have. So what I ended up doing was trying to guess where the game thought the grenade launcher was when it would work. So I would literally start out the game, shoot it at nothing. Yeah. And try and hope that the grenades, when they did fire, because you could almost hear them firing after the fact, would then fire and hit <laughs> the towers they're supposed to hit. Yeah. Thunk, thunk. Yeah, and it was, um, but eventually I managed to do it. and it was, But it was a cool, it was like a cool set piece that's obviously not supposed to be difficult at all. It's just supposed to be like cinematic. Yeah, yeah. But it was just oh, shite. Was I hate just when shite. You, um, you ruin cinematic moments in games, or cinematic like moments in games are ruined for you by shit like that. You're yeah. like, there's no anticipation, there's no adrenaline, there's nothing. It ruins I, it. I still remember, um, do you remember, uh, I'm going to forget the, uh, oh, that's uh, in Red Dead Redemption 2, there's a bit just after, I think it's just after you arrive back on the main map from the island, minor spoilers, uh, 
for anyone who hasn't played Red Dead Redemption 2. In fact, Jonesy, I don't even know if you got this far. Did you get this far? <laughs> oh, God, I don't even know. I don't think so. Oh, my goodness. Okay, wow. Oh, what's the hold on? Where's, oh, we'll talk after. I can't. I, it's been a while. I'm not sure. I mean, if, if, if the words returning <laughs> to the main area from the island don't mean anything to you, then. I don't think I did go to an far. island. Okay, never mind. Um, I, won't, I won't get into it because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. <laughs> but basically, there's like a one of the, something that game has a couple of where it's like a set piece moment where you've got a long journey to do, and it breaks up the long journey by forcing you into the cinematic camera mode and playing a piece of music written for that sequence. Right. And one of them that happens at this point has got a song, an original song by D'Angelo, amongst other people. Yeah. Um, but I found out online after the fact that if you accidentally like wander off the path with your horse or like go straight too far from where it wants you to go, then you have to restart that journey and the song doesn't play a second time. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's just this fucking like 10 minute horseback journey that you're just like, silence. <sighs> okay, great. Yeah. Whereas like the original was like this Game of the year. moody, atmospheric thing that pe- some people. People like myself who int- intended it as uh, experienced uh, experienced it as intended it was like a very it was like a great moment. Uh, but for some I, people, lem- I'll admit up. to one that was a user error that I didn't enjoy because I I don't know how I messed this up, but the jeep sequence in Uncharted Four, which every, you know everyone at the time was, oh, that jeep sequence is amazing. It's really cinematic. It's where you're doing the chase and you're being you end up like falling off the back of it and then you're like dragging oh, right. yourself and you're holding back on. like a you're holding a rope almost. And yes, to, yeah. And you have to drag I yourself love, back I up. loved that. I loved that. Yeah, I, I don't know how, but I totally messed that up. And I died like a couple of times because I think you're supposed to shoot. I think someone shoots at you and you're supposed to like shoot at them while you're climbing. And I don't know if I can't remember if I just forgot or d- didn't shoot them or just didn't think I needed to. And then I they shot me and I fell off. But then in the same section, you're sort of chasing another Jeep or it's trying to chase you and shoot you. It's like an armored personnel carrier. And I went the wrong way like in the round the streets and yeah. I ended up going to a dead end and I was like this doesn't look right <laughs> and it just didn't feel natural like the the level design for me just didn't gel and I just went the wrong way and I think I did that's it such three a shame times. when that happens fun same developer I had one of those moments at one of those things at one of the most important moments in the entire game in the last of us part two where I won't I won't say what's happening but let's just say it happens on a beach um, uh, yeah, like, yeah, okay. and like you're as you're meant to walk up to someone and like interact with them in a way that starts a cinematic and so on and so forth. I didn't know where they were, and I ran past them, and I was just running circles around that area, being like, right. where, I thought you had to walk up to the water's edge, and it would just trigger something. You know, I but I was like, I, I where are also, these people? I think I also struggled with that, so I don't think it was just the you thing. Yeah. I seem to remember think, that I being a little you, bit. Like I, I didn't walk past them, but I think I did think for a sec. I'm not really sure where I'm supposed to be going. Yeah. I think, and then that, I would luckily wandered into the right. I area. I think that's a naughty dog trait where it's like they create areas that look bigger than they are, and they facilitate right. the uh, the players like that by navigating the player in as natural a way as they possibly can. And there's a great video. I can't remember who hosts it in the end, but it's like a level designer walking through the design of the museum level, the museum uh, that was on, level on the last uh, one too. Game Maker's Toolkit. Oh, there you go. And like just talking about like watching players play the level and seeing how they do it and like how are we going to tell them where to go without telling them where to go and how are we going to like how do we avoid every other object being like shiny and hey, you can interact with this and still make it look natural and yeah, it's 
that's a fascinating problem to try and work around because people hate invisible walls, but yeah. at the same time, like you can't have unlimited freedom because at some point the player has to be told that they're going the wrong way. The the irony I would say about that about Uncharted Four is I would have I was thinking at when I was saying Uncharted Four, hands down the best game I've ever played for just having natural. I know where I'm going, or, or I never went the wrong way. Was the was um, last was part two. I yeah. in all the sections where it does a flip and it goes cinematic and you have to suddenly run or you have to suddenly yes. move and you feel like you have to run. The game does a fantastic job making you feel like yeah. you need to run. And I didn't go the wrong way once. Not, not even, I not always even that. went exactly the right way. Not even that though, like in The Last of Us Part 2 where it's just like you're on horseback and it's one of those like yeah, interlude fucking things. Like I guess the museum was one of them, but there's another one where I think you're playing as Abby and you're just walking through the forest or whatever. And it's a fucking forest. And yeah. it, it's almost with your like, dad, where you're following the dad. So I, I, it might have been that, or it might be another one. But there was, a, or maybe it was with Ellie on horseback. But anyway, it was one of these. Ellie, right? Ellie when she, when Ellie and uh, Dina first arrive in Seattle, they're in a, like a thick forest. Yeah. So there was there was a, a, a portion, and maybe it happened in both instances. It probably did happen in both instances, to be fair. Where it's a forest, and the invisible walls are like the trees and stuff, right? Hmm. But you've got multiple paths. And no indication as to which one is the right one. But whichever one you take, it just kind of like, I guess the way they design it is it all kind of like interlinks, almost like right. maybe like a figure of eight or something. That's that either which way you go, whichever fork you take, it all kind of like forks yeah. back around. And you always get, you never get lost. and You always get put out That's in so that, that opening, that vista where it's like, yeah, if it's going to Seattle, it's like all of a sudden Seattle fucking opens up in front of you. They're, they're very good at that. Yeah, they're very good. But even anyway. their open, even their open areas are like good at like you always. They you always arrive at them and think, well, this looks daunting, and like fifteen minutes later, you're like, ah, oh, I got it. Yeah, I'm away, right? yeah, yeah. Um, well, boys, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. I got one other thing to say. Of course you have. Of course I have. Because of course I do. Because it's not like I want to go to sleep or anything. Um, <laughs> when I was looking for games on Games Pass and loading a bunch of stuff, I did notice that Heave Ho is on there. Now, we did an ATG live playing some Heave Ho. Jamie's gone all dark. There he is. That's me <laughs> opening the Xbox app. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and we had a really good time playing Heave Ho. So I messaged you guys and I messaged Steph. And I think we're kind of on board that hopefully next week we can do a, almost like a, a mini ATG reunion stream playing some Heave Ho. And I think there'll be I'm so excited for that. Like, I can't even tell you. I hope it, we managed to pull it off. But I, the reason why I want to bring it up is to just kind of like tell people like, hey, next week, this is something that might happen. There I'm looking go. forward to it. I'd like, I've, that was one of my favorite live be, streams that I ever got to be a part of. Um, yeah. It would be a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys should download The Ascent if you have time and you can be bothered. I want to see what that game is like in co-op. I don't know if you guys will love it, but yeah. Are you playing on, on controller? I'm playing on controller. Um, I, do, I don't know how well su- suited it is to mouse and keyboard, but I presume yeah. it can't be too bad, right? Like, twi- it should be all right. I mean, twin stick shooters, they usually, I know they're called twin stick shooters, but the mouse and keyboard action often works okay on them, yeah. right? Like, so. Yeah, I don't mind adding um, a controller. Oh, oh, do, ah. we, do, do, you want, do you want to know about that Last of Us drama, or do, should we save that oh, for another no, day? No, no, tell me, tell me, tell me, just quickly. I, I, okay, I need to know. The, cl- the Cliff Notes version of it. So, <laughs> J- you know, J- the- Jonesy looks like he wants to kill me. <laughs> No, see, <laughs> no, this, no, is, the kind of, go this is the kind of thing that I almost thought about texting Jonesy to say, hey, 
read about this because I know what you're like and I know you're going to get like one thing's going to get its hook in you and oh, you'll, know I'm gonna more, be, you'll know more about it than me in an hour's time. I'm going to be up till 3am just reading stupid bloody blog posts and so, watching videos. Basically, uh, to, to set it up, one thing you need to know is that there are t- multiple subreddits devoted to The Last of Us or The Last of Us Part 2. And one of them, I think it, I don't know if it's still up or if it's in private order, but it's called r slash The Last of Us 2 with the number 2, not written out. Um, they were a subreddit that became infamous in the early days because they were the ones that did zero, if not minimal, moderation on hate threads <laughs> about the game. Uh, right. Even when it kind of got into like weird things about like Neil Cuckman, SJW agenda, that kind of stuff. Last of Us Part Two, R slash The Last of Us Two, was like the place that was like, yeah, like you can do that. This is for a discussion, and that's part of the discussion. You can say and feel however you want. Um, it turned out that the people who were passionate about that game on that subreddit were so passionate that a year later they were still talking about it, and they um, were still, uh, you know, felt the way they felt, and they were retconning the sequel, and they believed that it wasn't canon, and uh, it got pretty deep. Um, and they had a bunch of sort of journalists or outlets or YouTubers that they didn't like, that they kind of categorized as people that were either on the pay by um, Sony or Naughty Dog or that were just part of the whole thing. Or, oh, sh- them, okay, yeah, I know what this is now, because I've just looked at the subreddit. I, yes. I, I've, yeah, I've you heard about this? Yes, I have heard about this. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. Do, I do, haven't, carry on. Yeah, do it for, So basically, do it for one, one, of, one of the channels that they hated was a channel called Girlfriend Reviews, which we, I think oh, we mentioned yeah. before, actually, yeah. which was a channel where, hey, the, 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 the crux of it is that there's a girlfriend who doesn't really play games, she watches her boyfriend plays games, and she reviews the experience of watching her boyfriend play the games. And they made multiple Last of Us 2 videos that were very um, positive, one of them was their traditional kind of send-up, but the other one was like quite a serious, relatively joke-free thing of like, hey, here's what we understood The Last of Us 2 to be about, and here's why maybe you don't get it, which this subreddit interpreted as like, oh, this is a whole, if you don't understand The Last of Us Part 2, then you're a hate-filled idiot kind of thing, <laughs> which of course isn't the case. You're allowed to hate The Last of Us 2 for just about any reason you want, unless you're like a homophobe or something weird like that. Um, huh, year passes, uh, the girl from Girlfriend Reviews um, decides to make a tweet about how, hey, isn't it funny how these people still hate this game and still waste the time on the subreddit and still talk about us and we've never spoken about them. The subreddit jumps on this tweet and starts taking the piss out of them and like uh, more, more, like, more like hate and vitriol, and blah, 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 blah. And it gets to this weird point where a member of the r slash uh, Last of Us 2 subreddit comes forward and says, oh my God, Girlfriend Reviews' fan base is so malicious and evil that I've been getting abuse for them just for being a part of this subreddit and for disliking The Last of Us 2. And it's gotten to the point where members of the Girlfriend Reviews community are sending me death threats. Like, <laughs> I, 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 a Last of Us 2 hater, am receiving death threats from the community of Girlfriend Reviews. Girlfriend Reviews were like, well, that sounds weird. Like, we don't really feel like we have created or foster a community that would send death threats to anyone, so let's look into this. And it actually turned into something of an investigation. You head out uh, over and watch their full video if you kind of want to see how they deduced it. But there are a series of things such as like consistent grammatical areas, where the person appeared to be from in terms of the country they were from, linking Reddit accounts and so on and so forth. They came to the conclusion that this person had faked the death threats that they claimed that they were being sent and essentially sent them to themselves. So this person <laughs> fabricated death threats to claim that they were from a YouTuber to further lower the reputation of the YouTuber within the context of a community that only exists to hate this video game. They basically um, 
I don't, but that's not surprising to me. Like that's it's, that's hey, it's, it's not surprising. Since, that's but, done all the time, isn't it? People fake sending themselves yeah. stuff. What's like, it called? Sock sock puppet accounts. It didn't really need to have a, a spotlight shun in it, but the girlfriend reviews like they basically decided, <clears> hey, <throat> we have to take this seriously because if people don't take this seriously and put a spotlight on things like this, then eventually the day comes that someone doesn't take a death threat seriously and dies. Which yeah. it's a bit of a weird hill to die on, but they decided to. And then they got in controversy as well because they basically had communicated mm. with the Reddit and the moderators and the subreddit moderators did not take the death threat seriously. They continued to joke about like stuff and um, like, there was all kinds of evidence that the moderators themselves were a bit kind of like scummy around this whole thing. But then Girlfriend Reviews published the video and didn't hide or obscure the names of any of the, of the moderators, at least their names on oh. Reddit. So the video comes out, hundreds of thousands of people watch it. They start brigading the last of us two separate <laughs> that probably lived in peace for the last 11 months. And the moderators themselves start getting abuse and hate because of the role they theoretically played in enabling that community and allowing people like this guy who fabricated death threats to continue to exist within it. They, the then irony ha- being they probably now do have real death threats. <laughs> probably, like, probably. Then there's all this shit where like the subreddit went private and then it came back up again in a, in a mode where now you can't post new stuff. Um, and people found evidence that when they went private for those hours, they were like cleaning house and wiping out topics and things that they'd said. And there's like one of the moderators made a post being like, now look what you've done. Now I'm the one getting abused. You don't understand it. You just sent your the people to attack me. But then people were digging through that person's Reddit history post and like they said weird shit about girlfriend reviews and said weird shit about the like validity of the death threats. And it became a whole, it became a YouTube drama that became a Reddit drama and... It was very funny. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not that keen on, like, this is a bit weird. So I'm sure that Girlfriend Reviews actually looked into it because they they wanted to prove that it wasn't one of their yeah. fans. But, uh, it, was, was, it was someone else who said the death threat. Oh, sorry, I'll say that the other reason they felt inclined to find out what was going on is because the fir- person who fabricated the death threats also threatened Last of Us, uh, threatened Girlfriend Reviews with legal action. Oh, which, which is oh, mental. Okay. That makes more sense, because what I was going to say, like, I don't really like the idea of YouTubers, especially people the size of Girlfriend Reviews, because I don't know how many um, subscribers they've got, but I don't think that it's, this, it's the, um, the remit of a YouTuber to try and police their entire audience. Like, I, I get what they've got. Oh, they've got 1.26 million subscribers. Like, you are going to have some nutters in any community, and the more people are in a community, the more you're going to, the, even if it's 0.001%, that's still like hundreds of people out of a community of, of over a million who are, who could be nutters. So I, the idea that you like should look into the, like, nah, you shouldn't. Like, that's not on you to have to do that. I, I, I don't think you should, I don't think you should foster that sort of environment. Absolutely not. But I think if someone says, some of your crazy fans have come and given me death threats. Like as long as you're not the person who's sort of calling for that sort of stuff, I don't think you should need to police that. So yeah, as as long as they did it for the lawsuit and not because they think that that's something that you need to do. I think I think Fair I enough. think there's probably a, a lot of different angles that were involved in people yeah. taking the actions they did. But ah, well, fellas, yeah, it, it, it sounds a like a bit of a swamp. Don't ruin my segue that I was literally going to use. You, like every segue, do you know what? I had a great one. Do you want to, do you want to know? Yes. I was going to go with um, talking about Heave Ho. I was going to say, look, and from playing Heave Ho to a Heave Ho between the state of California and Blizzard. But no, Jay, Chris ruined that because he went off on a frigging tangent. And now Jamie's just, sorry, Chris has just stolen another one by sitting there and, and ruining the swamp one. And now I can't even, do you know what? <laughs> 
He's no, done. I'm, feel fu- bad. I'm fucking out. He's done. Feel bad. Put a fork in it. You know, but hold on. <laughs> I may be feeling a bit frozen out and a bit cold, but it's not as bad as the blizzard, the Activision blizzard have been in the last couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. That, no, that, that was rubbish. That'll do. That'll no, do. No, no, but I'm, I, trying, I'm trying to... No, I got bored. Because, I got because bored. The, you used the word blizzard to, 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 like, to talk about the I'm bored. company Activision blizzard, You've both, which is good, but... You have, you have both ruined my segues this week, so um, I'm going to just move on. Uh, uh, because, yes. The, here's the real fact bomb. A good segue cannot be ruined. Wow. Yes, it can when somebody just says it, like Chris did. No. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, and from one swamp of that subreddit to another swamp, the Blizzard Swamp. I was because doing it for you. You didn't. You ruined it. Anyway, wow. let's move on. Do you, know, do, you know who else, do you know who else ruined it? It being their reputation. Wow. Uh, all the men working at... <laughs> <laughs> well, at least one woman, because they've, uh, they've rolled her out to talk about some of this stuff to try and make it seem as though they're not as bad as they apparently are. But we're finally going to... We are going to wade a little way into the swamp. We're oh, only going to go ankle deep, because we don't want to get uh, too into the weeds of this one. But uh, there wasn't that much news going on, um, so we decided that we would talk about it uh, for uh, a couple of reasons. Although, can I just say, we have talked enough shit that if we ended the podcast yeah, it'd be all right. Yeah, to be fair, would we? we you didn't, didn't, didn't want to believe me. It's been you like did, an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, you didn't want to believe me, but we could have. Yeah, we'd stretched it, it out a bit more. Yeah, it wouldn't have been that bad. Um, <laughs> but this is the story. I'm sure everyone has heard this, but let me just give you a little bit of a rundown in case you haven't, because the state of California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing uh, came out with a report in June. They had been looking into the goings on at Activision Blizzard, and they were not impressed. They actually came to the point where they were suing Blizzard for some of what was going on um, at the company. Uh, I think, and and apparently um, there was a whole bunch of sort of like a frat boy attitude. There's a lot of sexual harassment. There were even cases whereby people were feeling like um, they were, yeah, like working in a pretty hostile environment. And the uh, DFEH from California had tried to sort this whole issue out with Activision Blizzard through mediation. Um, Apparently they'd gone through that process like three times hadn't managed to fix um or hadn't managed to get a resolution which they thought was appropriate and so they took the epic step of actually deciding to sue activision blizzard um the story gets a little bit more interesting then because of course uh the management activision blizzard turn around and say it's a load of rubbish that the things that have come out from this california department are distorted and in many cases false not they're also old um issues that have been dealt with with any of the ones that were true which is a bit of a weird thing to say right if you're saying this is distorted and false also that used to happen doesn't happen anymore (laughs) you're kind of admitting that it did happen at some point but yeah anyway move which would leave that one floating around you can you can you you can think about that um but yeah this last week it sort of came to a bit of a head because uh 2000 <laughs> members of staff from Activision Blizzard said Blizzard said that they were deeply unhappy with the response from the management um and that actually there were a whole bunch of issues that weren't being dealt with and they decided to stage a walkout which funnily enough was then supported by the management of Activision Blizzard uh, well, who said yeah because at that point like what are they going to fucking say like they they can't but at least they got that right I wouldn't be surprised if they then said, anyone who walks out, you're losing your bloody job and we'll yeah. replace you. And- Only the woman, though. The men- Guys, you're okay. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> so yeah, guys, this has been a pretty weird story that um, Man. that is. It's yeah. just it's just like one thing. It, it, in a way, if if you're like into drama, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I'm into, but I'm into that sort of drama, and I have not been interested in this story at all because I kind of read the first few stories about it. It sounded pretty terrible, and then I don't know. From that point on, I was like, "This is just a yeah." I, a, I, yeah, I, I think when it when it first like the news first dropped, it was it was almost like, and it's sad to say, but it's almost like that that standard thing of like big AAA game studio and sexual harassment, the story we've heard time and time again. And it's almost like you get a bit desensitized to it and you're like, ah, okay, fine, a fucking another one. But uh, for me at least, the more kind of details that started leaking out in this, it's like, fuck man, this is like some weird shit going on. And it it, it, it just got more and more interesting. It did. There was a, as a slight... It is interesting when you read about the story as well because some of the things... Uh, do sound like they could have been one-off things that happened and that maybe there have been, um, when you string a whole load of those together for a long period of time with a load of employees, that it makes it sound worse than it was. But there is then there are other things that make it sound like, Jesus Christ, this would be a terrible place yeah, to Yeah, there are quite some specific mm. fucking instances of things where you're like, oh, wow. Okay. So, but yeah. I suppose some of those things, like every office has a certain, can have a certain culture um, and you kind of expect some kind of, um, you know, drinking a little bit of uh, getting a bit raucous. But then when you get to the things like um, female members of staff felt like they were being, you know, they were going to be sexually harassed and the male members of staff were crawling around drinking, like groping people. You're like, Jesus, like, what the hell is this place? It kind of take it, takes it to a bit of another yeah, level, really, it, doesn't it? It, it sounds like what, like it, honestly, it sounds like, I know they said like a frat boy mentality, but it does sound like a Hollywood depiction of what like frat houses, <laughs> you, do, do you know what I mean? Like, yes, I, I yeah. can imagine like National Lampoon's frat game dev company. Or like fucking you know? like shit out of Wolf of Wall Street, you know? Yeah, I was just yeah, thinking yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. It not, sounds not quite, like Wolf of Wall Street. Not quite throwing midgets at dartboards, but you know, <laughs> at the same time, not too far off. Jesus. Do you, uh, this, I'm not, this is to not give them a pass in any way. Do you think there is an air of um, like gamers, well, not not game, not even gamers. Like game devs, uh, people that are maybe less aware when it comes to dealing with people of the opposite sex, who then get into a work environment, become managers, become leaders, and then don't really know how to take that responsibility seriously, 100%. and have just literally let it run away with them and go but, because the, the, we, it sounds like it should be something from the 70s or 60s when we're like but it doesn't that doesn't happen anymore no but like you i think you hit the nail on the head like imagine imagine you're a fucking game nerd all right and you probably are have a tough time communicating with people let alone the ladies all right and then all of a sudden you become creative director on like one of the biggest games in the world for one of the biggest game developers in the world and all of a sudden you've got this massive clout and a particular type of scumbag would act upon that in very kind of like dubious ways and i think that's exactly what has happened here it's what's happened at ubisoft what's happened at riot like i i that's definitely possible but if i and i can't really speak from personal experience in terms of being environments where things like to this degree happen but if i can speak to my own experience in terms of growing up around men who were either capable or not capable of this kind of behavior, 
the men I grew up around who were good at speaking to women and good at quote unquote getting women were the ones who were far more likely to do despicable things. Yeah, not the ones that's who fair. Couldn't. That's fair. But I think you're forgetting about the power element, which is what I'm kind of getting at. Is, yeah, I think that right. makes the big that makes a big difference. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's like it, it's the groupie effect, right? Like you you think about it in terms of like rock star and rapper kind of things, all right? And how all of a sudden you're catapulted into stardom and all these groupies are around and actually you become like misogynistic pieces of shit, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But you don't necessarily think of it that way in terms of games. Yeah, you don't think of um yeah, you don't think of the creative director of a big game as, as thinking of themselves like yeah. a rock star who but can then, do whatever they want. But then think about companies like Blizzard and titles like World of Warcraft where all of a sudden you are like a fucking creative director of World of Warcraft. You are a person responsible for a number of storylines and quests that people really fucking resonate with. And all of a sudden, somehow there's an opportunity to meet this person. It's the same kind of fucking thing. It's the power that these people have that they can then exert over other people. Now, I know what you're talking about, Jamie, in terms of saying like people that are good with women are able to kind of take advantage of that more so than people who are not good with women. But... Don't forget that yeah, no, power. I, I, no, no, the power is an important element. I just didn't want to like, didn't want us to fall into the trap of saying like, oh, this is happening because nerds became popular and they can handle it. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Oh, so, so Isaac, when I'm the so some of the worst stuff, I don't think I'm not sort of talking about those those guys. There was a creative director who actually got fired because he was like uh, all over the female employees and they sort of let him go. I was thinking more about the middle level managers who were just acting like dicks, not the one who were doing the ones who were doing things that were sort of almost be criminal. I'm talking about the ones who it sounds like they just acted like morons like crawling around they was it they called it cube crawling where they would crawl around from cubicle to cubicle drinking and like hanging on women's legs and stuff it's not even it's not even getting with anyone it's not even using the power of your position to um get with the the intern it's more just being weird around people yeah. that which is I, I don't know maybe i'm being unfair to say that that sounds like that you but it is some of it is pretty strange. I'm not I'm not going to lie. You'd have to read sort of some of the people have said what's going on and what was sort of um, being played out. One of yeah. the one of the ones that we did here was um, so they said that male employ male uh, managers would come to work hungover and then palm their work off on uh, female younger less um, what do you call it like lower down female employees. So that to me didn't sound a bit dodge. That just sounds like actually what was happening was there weren't many female managers and the male managers were just handing their work off to subordinates. Which sounds right. like they tried to... But it sounds like it was a pretty scummy place to work yeah, and especially I mean, if you were a woman. I mean, um, let's be it honest. Like it, would, it would be a bit grim. How many times, not equating us to, to what's happened here, but how many times did we come into the office hungover and felt like we didn't necessarily want to do work? Like a lot of times, right? Yeah, a decent yeah. amount. Not that but we again, were like, able like, to palm off work. and I didn't then see it search out of a uh, no. more inexperienced yeah, female member of staff. And this is the key thing. Also, like, we, we can't be too careful to like look through, look past atrocities to find lesser things that we can defend. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. Of course. It's funny because... It's, like, the- it's like... Actually, I'm not going to make that now. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm trying to be careful. <laughs> It's one thing that made this interesting to me is because, so I I came up working in TV. So a lot of the, uh, when I was younger, when I first started out and a lot of my bosses and managers were women. And I think that was just the nature of the, of television that I was working in was, uh, and so I think 
I definitely think there's that kind of thing about representation. If you have women at all the levels of the ind- of the business of the industry, you a lot of this stuff is weeded out quite early on. And I wonder if part of the re- problem they had is you, I wonder if that because it's a games company that was less so the case, um, and yeah. so yeah. some of the higher up dudes just kind of went a bit mental. But the um, one thing they did do, which is uh, pretty common in a story like this, is as soon as it all started kicking off, they uh, they wheeled out one of the female employees, a Blizzard executive by the name of Fran Townsend, <laughs> to start sending um, emails and, and memos and talking to the staff. Because, of course, if you want to make people believe that you are not sexist yeah. pieces of shit, you just roll a woman out to try and make your point for you because then everyone believes you, so... Uh, but yeah. the, the some, funny thing some is, some of her best friends are women. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about her response is, my mom's it, a woman. <laughs> the funny thing about her response is, it was maybe the worst response out of everyone's response. Was that the one that was like worded in such a way, like, like I'm actually really proud of all the progress we've been making on this program and that program, and we started doing this, and we could be, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a weird. Very to be fair, a lot of the responses, yeah, you said it. A lot of the responses were said to be very. Tone deaf. Uh, so my, can I give you a quote of hers? Because this this yeah. is like the basically go, flies in the face of the in the entire investigation. I guess she said, "Rest assured that leadership is committed to continuing to maintain a safe, fair, and inclusive workplace. We cannot let egregious actions of others and a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity for all employees." Now, the, the problem with that is, if you are an employee of that company, you operate on a very different way to the executives like the executives have no idea what your daily life is like so it must have been a bit of a slap in the face for all of the people that were working in that company who agreed with this um report to then receive that from the management to say you all know that we think we don't treat people like this and we all love you and think you're fantastic especially (laughs) if you think what a load of horseshit yeah yeah it's mad man it's mad uh one one of my favorite things is uh, Bobby Kotick, like, fuck, I don't even know what his, is he CEO of Activision Blizzard? Uh, or? He, uh, I think just, so. Yeah. It says boss on the article. Yeah, he, he, he's like the, the top dog at Activision he Blizzard. He's CEO, yes. Yeah. Right. And uh, he only came out with a statement days after all of this kind of fucking started kicking off because, surprise, surprise, uh, Activision Blizzard's share price started to tumble and <laughs> who probably owns majority of those share prices as an individual? Well, I think I found Bobby he owns Kotick. four million... I think he owns four million shares, right? I think I saw yeah. That a second ago. yeah, and it he was lost, something he lost uh, tens of millions of dollars. Um, yeah, and it was only after that did he kind of wade into it and say, like, to be fair, he said the things he probably should be saying, but it's a little bit disingenuous <laughs> with the timing, I guess. And yes. it's it, also worth noting that, like, um, he he's a man who he, obviously we talk about his like how, how much <laughs> um, how many shares he owns and and how much like, how bonus much money, money he gets and the, I was the bonus bonus money was the point I was going to make I think the famous figure was one from a handful of years ago where um, he something happened to the company and uh, it triggered a clause in his contract that earned him a bonus that some people estimated to be two hundred million dollars yeah so yeah yeah so you know cry for the millionaires the billionaires but there you go oh, man. <sighs> Fucking hell, man! See, one of the, the there is it's, it's interesting because one of the one of the things that that came out, someone said this happened was a male supervisor allegedly told a male subordinate to buy a prostitute to cure his bad mood. It is weird when you get Jesus to the point where you're Christ. bringing up like one incidence of something someone said. It's got to get. It's got to be a lot of individual incidences when two thousand of your members of staff, yeah, sign a letter to say like that's got that is. 
that's a pretty damning sign that your um your workplace has gotten pretty fucking yeah. bad when they're all agreeing that they're going to walk out yeah cuz i I, th- I think you're right like is it's almost like what we said with the last of a subreddit like it's a numbers game the more pe- the more people you hire there are bound to be one or two bad seeds right um but yeah it's almost like how many fucking bad seeds were there in order for it to kind of escalate to this particular kind of thing and how how often and how long were these bad seeds allowed to fucking continue it it is it is fucking crazy yeah, yeah, it's and it's it's a big company. It's an incredibly well-known company. It's also there's a weird thing here because obviously Activision and Blizzard joined together and became Activision uh, Activision Blizzard. Was there never a point at which one of those companies were like, "Yo, dudes, what the fuck are you doing?" As they sort of the culture from the other one, or maybe they were both as bad I, as each I, other. So I I think the problem is a lot of this issues are coming from the Blizzard side of things, right? And yeah. if you think that like. If it's coming from the Blizzard side of things, and it's been going on for a number of years, maybe it was there before the Activision part of Activision Blizzard. But then you also think about Activision as kind of this company that's got COD, and you think of, not to generalize here, but you you can imagine that that's kind of male-centric as well. You put those two companies together, and you've got these male-centric people kind of looking at male-centric people, and they're probably just fucking giving each other high fives, like, hell yeah, bro! I don't know, but I'd, I'd be really surprised if that was the case. Like, I would have thought that one would be, you would have thought one would be, because this, in some ways, this kind of sounds like a comp, you know, a bunch of people that have somehow ended up being very wealthy, very powerful in a massive company who haven't necessarily um, developed in the right ways to be <laughs> at those positions. I would have hoped that maybe one Activision or Blizzard or people from one would have said dudes this is not how you do this but yeah maybe well, right there, there have there have been worse. people that did say that kind of stuff but you got to understand that well from the reports at least the systemic kind of issues that re- were there were the fact that people in hr so if you're an employee and you get harassed what you do you have to go to your hr department right right yeah but the people in hr are chummy chummy with the fucking creative directors there was- that are doing all this fucking weird shit. One of them was in a fucking picture of the now infamous Cosby suite. Uh, you know, like you have pictures of an HR person attending a party that's been dubbed the Cosby party at the, in the Cosby suite, which was like a hotel room at one of the BlizzCons. Like, so you can't even, you can't even trust was, your HR people. There's a tweet I saw because obviously like my Twitter in terms of like, the, who I follow and like, I guess maybe what I've liked or read, or the, basically the way it's ended up being curated. Yeah, a lot of like kind of depressing stuff has been surfaced on there over the past couple of weeks. And there was one, I think it was a male former um, Activision Blizzard employee, I think on the Blizzard side of things, who confided that he was approached by one of his female co-workers and told about some form of, uh, I think, sexual abuse or harassment that she had uh, faced, and and she said that she would wouldn't go to HR for it out of fear of the repercussions of flagging it and maybe being perceived as a troublemaker or whatever and refused to let him go to HR on, on her behalf either for the same reason. She didn't want it being linked back to her. And like, you, you just hope there are, but you, you, it's one of those things like you never know what you might, you're, you know, you can acknowledge you're looking at the tip of the iceberg and you don't know how deep it goes. And yeah, it's yeah. just kind of depressing when you hear shit like that. Yeah. And that's what my whole Twitter feed has been like since all this started. It's just depressing especially like when you get people 
from other corners of the industry and other countries or working in other developers <clears> and so on and so forth. Like it, it, it's a bummer when something that you want to be so proud of, like as, as an industry, and I know that's a weird thing to say as like yeah. a guy who just talks on podcasts, but I do kind of want to be, I do kind of want to be proud of the games industry and stuff like that. And you just realize that like, there are still so many people who don't feel comfortable in it or, um, or have been victims of, of some fucked up shit as a part of how, um, how much growing it still has to do seemingly across the board as cause like we said earlier, like it feels like you're just due one of these major blowups like clockwork at this stage, <laughs> yeah. major companies, lots of employees, lots of people affected. Um, and that sucks. Well, there's a weird thing. Cause so it was actually this week, I think it was a few days ago that an EA exec uh, came out and said that the term gamer is outdated and that gaming yeah. is just now, um, <clears throat> it should just be called interactive and it's some interactive entertainment. And like, you don't need gamers anymore because everyone plays video games. I think that's really sad because as someone who's played games since, you know, for the last 30 years, I think that there's nothing like there's nothing wrong with gamers with a small G or a big G. There can be, <laughs> they can have problems with them. We've all been, maybe we've all been those people at, in certain ways at certain times. But I think we all hope that that the the gamer will just evolve with the times and will be and will seamlessly just fit in, you know, with yeah. where the industry's going. Because yeah. none of like, us want to see our like, you know, our whole sort of what do you call it, like our group insulted, but then proven to be people. People don't get called TVers or moviers or radioers. <laughs> like, like why does why does a you know a hobby shouldn't have to define? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I guess like what that, to, yeah, trying to say is that by things. everybody is potentially a gamer. Like, there's no real distinction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it also, but in a weird way, it, it, I, I think that's what he's trying to say. But at the same time, I also think he's trying to say we don't need to appeal to the gamers anymore. And I think that one of the things is if you are someone, if you're like a diehard uh, like movie fan. You are. You maybe think of yourself slightly different as someone who only goes to see box office Marvel movies, um, and I think that that's you don't kind of get insulted, called out, ridiculed for being like a hardcore film fan in the same way that you do if you're a if you're a gamer. Um, and I think just because you remove, I don't, the I, don't, term, I don't remember the last time I felt insulted to be a gamer. I think no, it's I'm, still a, like in a the thing media. That people attach. I think in to the you. media. Sorry, go on. Oh no, that's what I was going to say. I think it's still that sometimes it's a thing that socially people attach to you. Like in the, in our last office, like there were lots of people who played games, but there were only certain people who were probably called gamers. Yeah, if that made sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, um, I, which is a I was weird, talking weird distinction. I was talking rather than like one on one. I was talking more about like the media, the way that the media talk about gamers. Oh, and I it's see. often not good. Like it's all it's often a you know a, a, to- a toxic gamers or gamers are this gamers are that yeah. like da 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 it'll be it'll be nice if gamers became you know as almost ignored in the way that you know hardcore movie fans or music fans aren't yeah. called out yeah. and ridiculed but it doesn't do a lot for us when uh, um you know you have a company as big as Activision Blizzard apparently are um full of a bunch of dickheads but <laughs> It's also had a knock-on because um, work on World of Warcraft apparently has ground to a halt during this entire swamp fest that's been going on. Um, so it has had a knock-on as well. Also, Chris started to write something in the document about a BlizzCon panel site resurfacing, oh, but then he oh, didn't finish it off, and I, didn't so I don't know what right. it was. It, it, it was a... So th- this is the interesting thing whenever these things kind of crop up where clips like this resurface and they're almost like recontextualized. Not not that this clip was ever good to begin with, but it, it just it does kind of like shine a different light on things. So it was a panel from a previous BlizzCon where uh, 
a female fan of World of Warcraft came up to a, a Q&A session. And in this Q&A session, she, you know, it was like open mic kind of thing. And she asked a question that effectively was like, why does it seem like all your characters are based off of people out of a, a catalog, like a Victoria's Secret catalog? And what are you doing to kind of move away from that? And basically the entire panel of like white men, effectively, including in the panel, the, the creative director who got uh, dismissed a year ago. I forget what his name was. And Josh Mosquier. No, no, no. I think he No, I don't think he was on that panel. No, this is the As Asfar Asfariti or whatever mm. his name is. Anyway, completely butchered. Hassan Karaman. Hassan Karaman. Completely butchered that. Um, and Jay Allen. Afrasa- Afrasabi. That's it. That's the one. And right. uh, Jay Allen Brack was on that uh, as well, who was the like head of Blizzard, the Blizzard portion. Yeah. And um, and their response was just basically like laugh at the woman and say, oh, yeah, you know, if we're not going to look at a Victoria's Secret catalog then we'll look at like a sports illustrator catalog or something is that okay ha 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 and then it kept on cutting back to this poor woman and she was like well cameras are on me so i'm gonna smile but i'm quite clearly uncomfortable by this oh i hate cr- i can't yeah. do cringe that's like cringe that. yeah but yeah. but you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. it, it was never a good clip yeah. to begin with but when when seen in the context with the people that are then you just kind of like yeah, and, that and, pro- and let's be honest. Uh, probably also the people in the audience too were probably like the overwhelming majority of them were sort of like middle-aged white men. Oh, totally. I mean, like they were. Uh, the, everybody in that hall was laughing because the guys on the panel were making a joke about it, and ha 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 ha. Yeah. And then this like poor woman was just there, kind of like cringing. Wow's a weird, well, wow's a weird one as well because like I think with a lot of games. A lot of games, like they'll, people can say, can say, oh, you haven't got enough representation of like women and whatever. And I think in some senses you could turn around and say, like women don't play this game. This is a ninety nine point nine percent male game. So excuse us for appealing yeah, to I the think, men. Yeah, but I think Wow is different. World man. Wow yeah. is completely different. Yeah. yeah, Wow is probably like yeah. almost fifty. I'd say overall, like Blizzard do a mostly good job of like making games yeah. that theoretically appeal to everyone. Well, like, yeah, you can sure. see, like maybe early on, like StarCraft and Warcraft, yeah. like probably had Overwatch. But like by the time you get into Overwatch territory, yeah, yeah. Overwatch, you've got like, like it's- fucking Zarya and May and all, like yeah. loads. That's of different so kind of- now when you say that, that's so weird because the amount of shit that I've watched over the years where people calling out Overwatch, calling it like what was that comment earlier, like woke trash because <laughs> it's got um because of the female characters, yeah. and then you find out that nope. Activision Blizzard are the, like some yeah. of the worst. But yeah, but then even like, then, yeah, a, a game like the the second version of StarCraft Two, which was Heart of the Swarm, where you're playing as Sarah Kerrigan, who's like a sexy alien, and she's she's like completely being taken over by the Zerg, so she doesn't have clothing anymore, and yet she's got fucking high heels, like scales, but high heels, yeah. and it's like. That's a male. Can game. I, hold on, hold on. That's I, a male. We, we better not be removing all sexy aliens in high heels from video games because I will I will not be happy with that situation. <laughs> all we need to do is make sure you balance it out. That's all we're saying. Make yeah. sure you include some Victoria's Secrets alien, sexy aliens with scales and high heels, but also include some actual I was, normal looking people. I was I was watching uh, the, one of the uh, talk of the town in terms of British trash TV at the moment. I was watching Love Island earlier today. Oh god! Yeah. And by and large, I think they're at a point now where for every slow motion shot of a woman's uh, back, <laughs> uh, 
her woman's derriere. Um, <laughs> as because they they usually not wear it very much because you know they're on holiday. Let them relax. Uh, there is also usually a slow motion shot of a man rubbing oil deep into his six pack. So you know you can cater to both. You you can objectify both people at the same time. But I think a lot of the time you look at something like we we talked about this in terms of the uh, the, the hierarchy at places like Blizzard and and Activision and and often the the, the lineage or if you go back to the very start. But I think for a, for a very long time, video games were kind of seen of these products, and this is something we've touched on a little bit. And they were products that were made by men, and they were made for men. By and like there weren't for a long time, a really long time, if you think about it, there weren't that many people that were really trying to sort of challenge that way of working. I think it got to a place where, like, yeah, like it, 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 it's a, it, it needed to change. It shouldn't have been that bad way to begin with, but I think for too long, uh, we were allowed to almost turn a blind eye to it in a weird way. Um, and uh, if anything, actually, I, I don't know. It's so difficult to talk about some of these subjects, but like, if this is how things change, then good. Yeah. You know? Well, it, I, I, I think it's been a long time coming. Not, not only for blizzard but for the industry wider i mean we know we know that uh ubisoft employees have signed a letter of kind of like support for blizzard and they themselves are kind of like you know ubisoft's had its own fucking issues and they are trying to make ubisoft yeah. uh management kind of accountable they're, as well they, yeah they feel like they're still grappling with that you yeah, know, in large yeah. respects ubisoft management have managed to the the argument there is almost like a Catholic Church situation that it almost they got away with a reshuffling rather than yeah. actually you know doing anything yeah they they took all, all all the bad priests and just sent them to a house in Connecticut or something yeah whatever the, spotlight was based in yeah I Chicago I yeah I don't know actually yeah no, sounds Chicago or Boston or something like that one of those oh, it was the Boston fact, Globe Boston. there you go yeah. there you go yeah I I knew it was one of those places that was like okay. It's not, it's not New York or California. Yeah. Like, so sorry, Boston. All all, all these uh, horny game devs are going to be shipped over to you. So get get ready George, for the influx. I know. Like I know people don't. Some people don't like this. I ge- I genuinely hope this. A lot of it is exaggerated. Like uh, it's not good, but I really do hope that a lot of it is what exaggerated. What do you mean by that? I, I think saying this, he he hopes it's not as bad as it actually fucking is. Because there's, there's two possibilities, right? There's a possibility that the stories. Who, who, that who would you? Who who would what would hope hope? Okay, sorry, I'll let you explain. Because so you, obviously you're going to have because you will have people that read the articles and go, yeah, this is the truth. This is what we need to expose. This is yeah. really bad, and I think that's what you have to go with because that's what's been that's what's come out and that's what's been revealed and that's what a lot of the the studies and the the research and um, the employees have backed up. But even though that's probably the true, I still hope that a lot of it is exaggerated and actually it wasn't as bad as it sounds because but even what, if it, why because then the people wouldn't have had to deal with it in reality i'm saying i hope that in oh, reality day to day working do you not, do you in not think that's a strange precedent for the people who are people in the present who have dealt with it like would you go up to one of the people who uh who attested to these events and said god i hope you're exaggerating no, no, because those Jesus. people obviously won't be exaggerating because they'll be talking about what happened to them. But I think a lot of times, like we talk about a bubble, like we can say um, we hear about stuff and then we think it's a lot bigger than it is. You could have had a, a decent chunk of people that had some horrible situations, but actually that wasn't replicated across the entire I business. Get, I get where you're coming from. It just, I, I feel like that's... I, a, I always hope a, with a, these a, stories a, that they are to some extent blown up somewhat because I, 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 I would rather people didn't no, have to I, I actually think, I just live think, with I the think, realities I think, I, think I, I just don't think I like that phrasing. 
Like, well, I, I hope, hope this is exaggerated. I hope that it's been blown up. I hope that it's been blown. Like, imagine like uh, it being told about the Holocaust for the first time and saying, "God, I really hope those Jews are blurred things out of proportion." Like, it's no, just no, a no. Weird take. They didn't do it. Like, I, I, no, I, 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 like, I get the, I get the sentiment. Like, I hope that that wasn't as bad as it sounds like because that's yeah, horrible. I do with but, that like, as well. I really, like a, it's a weird way of phrasing it. I hope these people are just blowing it out of proportion. I suppose it sounds, it's it's a strangely dismissive way of like making that. No, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not dismissing. Sentiment. I'm not dismissing it at all. I'm saying I hope for the sake of the people involved that it, it wasn't weird. as bad as the um, as what's come out. I'd much rather the reality was that it wasn't quite as bad as it sounds, but now that it's been exposed, however bad it was, that it will get dealt with and it will be better in the future because I'd rather that be the case than the alternative, which is, no, this is exactly as bad as it was and it was a complete shit show to have to live with. Um, but probably the chances are it was as bad as it sounds and it did happen and so... Still, hopefully, this will make it better and the uh, company will improve and it will get a bit better. But we have to move on anyway because we can't talk about the shit show that is. Jesus, yeah, please move on. It's it's, it's just getting a bit heavy now. It is getting a bit heavy. Uh, But let's move on to the uh, Annapurna Interactive Showcase, which happened just before we went live um, earlier tonight. Oh, oh boy. Five hours ago. We're just going to touch uh, on this briefly. You boys, you're always throwing shade at Annapurna, but you know what? They are building up an extremely good track record as a publisher of independ- independently developed video games, and I won't hear anything said otherwise. Okay. I better stop talking then. Bro, I, seriously, give yourself a reminder of the products that Annapurna Interactive have released in their short time of existence, and you'll be like, actually, they clearly know when they they clearly can identify a promising video game in, in like 80% of cases. I am only joking because, of course, Annapurna do have a very good track record. Um, let's touch on a few of the games uh, that they announced, updates to, and a number of new games were announced. Uh, the Artful Escape, Solar Ash, Stray, Neon White, and Skin Deep um, were all announced or updates were announced for. The one that grabbed me, I think Jamie grabbed you the most out of those ones, was probably Stray when I actually saw the game yeah. and actually got to look at some of the footage. If you haven't seen it, that looks wicked. That is a game where you play as a cat in a, um, I don't think I'd say dystopian future, but uh, like a, <clears throat> I don't even know, like a strange kind of sci-fi future where instead of people, there are robots knocking around. Um, but you play as, in a very almost photorealistic way, um, or a very well-rendered um, cityscape, you are a cat wandering around the streets, being chased by weird little doughy mice blob things. Um, and it looks like a really good game. Like, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. It, they've revealed that I, I don't know if you mentioned this gently, but like at some point you adopt sort of like a drone companion, and it yes. looks like that drone will be used uh, for sort of like a further puzzle sort of solving abilities, and also like seemingly com- communicating with NPCs in some ways. But yeah, I was just really impressed that like it looked quite sharp, and they're doing this curious thing that I wasn't sure about at first, but it made total sense where. Rather than being sort of like a platformer where, like, hey, it said press X to jump, which is kind of what it looks like it could be. It's more of like a, you know how in Spider-Man you would, like, see a ledge and your cursor would almost go over that ledge and you'd press L1 and R1 you'd zip to it. Yes. It's got that way of working for the jumps, so you'll see the X icon as to where you'll leap up to, which kind of is a really neat way of saying, hey, look, cats are obviously pretty um, mobile <laughs> creatures the um, rendering of the movement of the cat was fantastic that's but that's what i was going to say it allows them to control the animations in this really smooth way which again is, is kind of just true to how cats move right there's an elegance to the way they kind of like 
Apart from when they fuck up a jump and it makes for a great you've been trained home <laughs> video, they kind of they misjudge it and fall short. Um, or then they always land they, on the legs so when like, they sneeze and get caught on camera, which is one of my oh, favorites. Did you see the clip where the cat sneezes and it gets snot all over the owner? It just oh, has a sneezing no. fit. Oh, that's disgusting. I thought I'd send it to you after this. Nice. Um, um, but yeah, was that, then, that, that um, was rad. That did look very good. Uh, oh, Joe, I'm going to jump to skin deep because I'm not sure if that was if the voiceover was actually being legit, but that was a, uh, like a, I, th- I think you're on like a spaceship or a space station. Well, no, I think it was a spaceship, not a space station where you, the, the setup seemed to be that you were the insurance, um, policy, I suppose, for a, a ship carrying cats that was invaded by pirates. And you then had an arsenal of weapons and things to, um, use and attack the pirates and try and clear the ship out. And it was a <sighs> bit of a weird one. That not bro. Gonna- yeah, that was the one trailer that just did not speak to me at all. <laughs> I quite liked that. I thought it looked kind of interesting because they sort of played around with there's some humour there. Um, it was sort of saying that you can utilise the ship systems to try and sort of eradicate the pirates as well. Like they had a guy being sucked out of an airlock because um, he was standing by an airlock and they threw a gun, didn't have any bullets left, into onto the switch, which opened the airlock. The dude got sucked out. Um but then you also got sucked out as well and were then outside floating around in space and you climb back through an airlock, get back in the ship. Um, and it sort of showed off a few weapons and a few different ways the game um, works. It looked like there was some humour to it, but then it, <laughs> it did look a little bit low rent. Like the, the, the visuals yes, didn't look the, great. The yeah. I, they, it's this developer of uh, Quadrilateral Cowboy, which I never played, but I know some people like that, so... Uh, but then also, I could, well, Jamie, I cannot remember the the name of the guitar hugging, like weirdly animated little dude. What was the game that were? Um, that was that the Artful was? Escape. The Artful Escape, uh, one of the most trash looking games. What do you mean? Like, I thought the the visuals in that were genuinely really impressive. This sort of like psychedelic. I think the the premise seems to be it's a sort of over the top story of a um of a young man who decides to like invent a crazy stage persona. And like the whole game seems like it goes on in some like weird LSD induced trip within his head, and he's like leaping around and he's like playing the guitar and the music sounds rad. And I think they said they like, they announced some of the voice cast right, and it was like some big names. I didn't actually hear the voice cast, but the, the, do you know what? I couldn't I couldn't sort of keep it together after they showed some of the animation of the main character, and he looked like a little pushpin puppet, <laughs> like two D guy who was arms and legs were kind of flopping around. And the problem um, is, my kids watch a lot of trash animate trash animation on YouTube, and it looked like that. Like it did look like that, and I was I couldn't. I was like, I'm out. Oh my god, what is I th- this? I, I think he, his animation style is like what Jonesy's saying. It's that weird thing where, like, like you're saying, you've got pins on the joints and everything's yeah. kind of just like moving. But I think it's exaggerated in a way that's fun. And I think you look at the environments and sort of like the the world they've created. I think it's hard to attack the visuals of this game. And by the way, the names I was looking for, I think these people are all playing side characters, not the main characters, but it was uh, Lena Headey, Jason Schwartzman, Mark Strong, and the legend that is Carl Weathers. Oh, wow. That is a good that is a good list, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, you then also had um, one which did look quite cool, although might be a bit one-trick pony, was uh, Neon White, which is the first person, um, I don't know, would you call it a shooter? You, uh, it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, yeah. A shooter well, you- where you don't see the gun. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of have cards that you use instead and you can u- use them to zip around in a level and you, you I guess you're trying to do it for time and see how quickly you can you can zip around, kill enemies um and get to a point and finish a level. 
I'm going to say it now. It's, it's, you, Jamie got a bit frustrated with me, I think, because in the our WhatsApp group before the pod, I think I, I can't even remember what I said. I said something like, what a bunch of trash. Yes, well, trash was the word used. I didn't mean trash. I didn't mean any of these games look bad. Like Not necessarily these ones, but what what they were showing. But there's a definite thing with indie games where they have a, they look a certain way because they have very small teams and they have to kind of get everything produced and made on a on a budget with a limited number of people but they also because of that fact i think um rely maybe on sort of individual mechanics too heavily and games can end up relying on this game has this mechanic and that's what you're doing for like the whole game and there was a lot yeah, of yeah but that. then then they go heavy on the narrative and you don't like those games either <laughs> I wouldn't mind it if the ge- if it felt like a game with a narrative. The problem is a lot of these games end up feeling like narratives that have a couple of animations thrown in. Like, okay, a great-looking game that was heavy on narrative but was not really a game, I'd say Gree was one of the best examples of an indie that I played the entire indie of, liked it, thought it was cool, and got to the end and was like, it's not really a game. You don't really get you can't to- you can't say that you can't throw that around like that you can't say that grieve is not a game it's more like an interactive game like a, an abstract interactive experience a game a game that's a game you're, you're describing video games. <laughs> no no because because in some sections you can't uh there's there's nothing you can do to there's no fail state so you'll be getting chased it doesn't by matter something. it does matter you can't have a it can't be a game if you can't lose i disagree i think if that's your definition of a game that i think you're <laughs> You're counting yourself out of a whole lot of phenomenal experiences. If you were playing I think basketball, I think, a bizarre, I think that's a bizarre way to define a no, game. No, football. It has you to love fail state. You love a bit of football, right? If you yes. were playing football and you were working really hard and you were running around, you were kicking the ball and you were felt feeling really good, and then you were like, "Oh, blimey, I'm I'm a bit sweaty. I'm going to go have a drink." And you walked off the pitch and you got a bottle of water. You turned around and the ball was dribbling itself toward the goal and it was scoring, even then you weren't there. And you suddenly were like, "Oh, I don't even have to interact with this thing." the ball's going to keep scoring itself, you would not be as happy as you would be with playing a lovely game of football. No, no, no. no. I, that, I, I don't think that's the point you're trying to... Sounds like you're trying that's to make. literally the, the point, point I just made. No, the point you made sounded more like this. Imagine There's no if fail you were state. Playing, imagine if you were playing a game of football and I, and I proposed to the opposition team, hey, first two, five goals wins, and they go, oh, no, we're not going to play this game. No winners or losers. We're just going to play for fun. And then I would stand there and say, well, sorry, we're not playing football then. No, no, it's not the same because you could still play the game. You could get five goals. No, no, no. You haven't lost the the fail state. Just because the other team might not say that one of you won or lost, you have still played the game in exactly the the same way. What's the fail state in in the game that I have created where there are no winners and losers? Because they've they've said there's no winners or losers, but if they put five goals past you before you put five goals past them, you still know that you've lost. So now we're creating a scenario where... If you if the if a fail state is removed, but you can still place one into the game using your own interpretation, <coughs> then something can still be a game. Uh, so, so, if I, so if I played Gree and said and created my own fail state based on any variables that I decide, it will all of a sudden become a game in your estimation, in despite it, the fact that I had not done created my fail state in cooperation with the other people that are a part of the product. If you played something like Gree and and the game didn't said. You, if you die, you don't fail, but you kept falling off a ledge and you never progressed because you kept falling off that ledge. And the game was like, you haven't failed. You haven't lost any lives. You just try again. Th- that happens in games already. Like that's, you might say that's not a fail state because you can just keep playing. That already yeah. happens. The difference with Gree is 
um, like I said, a great looking game, a, a lovely narrative, but the game didn't stop. It would just keep pushing you forward. You could literally stand still and nothing would happen, obviously, but there were sections of that game where you couldn't have failed in the sense of the game would just keep moving and you'd go through a section, you'd get to the at the end point and it would kind of finish. Like it... It, that wasn't the whole game. That was only some of the game. But uh, but but that for me, you means that it's not a game because at certain points you're being ushered on to further in the, uh, a later stage of the process. I would say it's without it's, any input. No, I would say it's how much of the game has that. I wouldn't say you can't say if one section like that happens. Okay, then it's so now I have to ask: How much of a game does a Ooh. game have to not be a game before a game's no longer a game? Oh, I suppose it's too easy to say if it's fifty percent. Or more, maybe okay, yeah, maybe maybe if it's if it's more than fifty percent of the game, okay, then so I an official say... game classification, Jonesy. If you were to, to open your, is it if Jonesy were to create the uh, is it a game dot com domain, you would have to go through. You'd have to time your playthrough, and at minimum fifty one percent of your playthrough would have to have you having your hands on the game. But you personally progressing the game and pushing yourself or the character or the, the player, whatever the in, forward the interactive in a, se- in a, in a, in a, in a situation where there were fail states the interactive sections w- of the game the interactive section so not cutscenes because otherwise any Kojima game wouldn't be a wouldn't so be 50, a game. 50, 51 of the time spent interacting with the video game you would have to be personally pushing the narrative and the character forward in a scenario where there were also fail states that could impede your progress and a fifty one percent of the timer. Fifty-one uh, percent of the interactive portion of the game. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't even call it a game because it might not be. Got to wait till Jones. Got to wait till the timer comes in. Got to wait till um, the timer comes 51% in. Fifty-one percent of the experience. What uh, are they? Uh, what fulfilled are they? that estimation that it would become a video game. Bellas. Who are the people who did Bellas. Walking Dead? Fellas and Telltale. You, Tell, see, Telltale, not okay, games. Fellas, you you guys carry on. They might need to change their name. I think I'm just going to fall asleep be- quickly. All right, so. Carry, carry Chris, seriously, uh, no, uh, you didn't. You watched the Annapurna thing. That's fine. We are having a conversation, though. That like you, you could back me up on this. I mean, I mean, I could, I'm, not, back, I'm, not, I'm not crazy. You could back me Jersey, up, Chris. Jersey sounds like a crazy person. You could now, back right me now. up, Chris. That wouldn't. Please be Please tell game, me, Jersey. Please tell me, Jersey sounds like a crazy person. Well, Jamie, do you know what you call? Do you know wow. what you call something which is 100 <laughs> percent that you don't have that the game pushes you forward? It's called a film, and that's yeah. not a game because that's 100 percent. So no, there has there to are, be a line between 100. But Jonesy, name name me a <laughs> name me a film that you've watched in the last year, let's say, or maybe even five years. I don't know. There might be one, but this a game. Name me a name me a film in the last five years that has stopped and waited for you to make a decision before it proceeds. Telltale games. No, name me a film that you have seen. A, a something Tell, that would Telltale game. A Telltale game. Yeah, because Telltale game. It didn't. There was no cinematic release. I can't go and buy a DVD of The Walking Dead season one. You, you can watch films that you can't buy a DVD of. Any any version, but then but then what, what, sorry, what version of um, the? Hold on, why is this question? Fellas, tell fellas, me, hold on. I'm a second, saying okay? you're, you were no, trying no, to on. say that Telltale you guys games are diverging so tell-tale. fucking far away from no, each other that there's no point of returning. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where this so is going. Can you just like get, I'm, I'm move on to the I'm next saying, thing? I'm so saying, we can you, end I'm saying you can't call Telltale games films because there's no such thing as a film where you have one element of interactivity. You said they might as well be films. I'm dying. I don't. I didn't say there were films. I'm dying. It, it only takes one single element of interactivity to separate the two mediums. I, I can tell you. I can tell you lots of films though where without any interaction they wouldn't progress because uh, that's what the whole DVD menu's about. If you don't press play, you don't watch the film, Jamie. That's not interactive. You're not interacting with the media. No, you don't understand. That's a fail fucking... state, which means that those DVDs are games. Can we just fucking <laughs> so move on, please? Because this is fucking killing <laughs> yeah. me. Can actually. 
I want to go to you bed. Want to, so can, can we just can we just let's say talk about? I'm I'm actually. Do you know don't what? talk about anything. Just say. Let's talk about the uh, new partnerships that have been announced with Annapurna because they have announced some cool partnerships. Uh, one of them being that jumped out of me was No Code, because of course um, yeah. Observation yeah, totally. is a fantastic yeah. game, which Loves was it. very good. So no, good. everyone loves you when you're like this. That's what they come to the podcast to hear. Video game discussion being interrupted by someone who wants to go to bed. Uh, there was also something, of course, which which piqued my interest and probably a lot of other people, which um, the guys behind Stanley Parable. Um, uh, this was a mad one. Yeah, I didn't really get what was going on with this. This is Ivy Road, where they didn't really give you, they didn't give anything away. They effectively said, we're making a game, it's called Ivy Road. We can't tell you anything about it. So we're going to drink cups of tea from little teacups and we're going to have a guy who makes um, music in Minecraft play some of his score um, for the game whilst we drink tea because we can't tell you about it. But do you know what? The Stanley Parable was weird enough that I still liked it. I was still digging the vibe they were putting out. Um, I guess yeah. you mean it's got that like that non not nonsensical but that sort of like irreverent sense of humor. Yes. Where like Chris in the video like the man is drawing cards to ask to the female dev who's part of this team who and she worked on is this uh, like all Gone like Home and IRL. Yeah, this is live yeah, action. Is so okay. basically the dude who made um Stanley Parallel the beginner's guide and one of the chicks who worked on Gone Home and uh, Tacoma and the dude who made my, the music for Minecraft have uh, made a game studio between the three of them. But like, as Jonesy said, they're sitting there live action, pouring in drinking, pouring tea and drinking tea. And the guy is like uh, taking cards and asking her questions. And like one of the first question was, you say you're a gamer. Well, if you're a gamer, name 10,000 video games. And her <laughs> response is Final Fantasy 10 through one through 10,000. And he's like, nice. yes, I accept that. That's a great answer. That answer. answer. Um, but is that kind of like shtick? I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? Because if this, if something like that had to happen at, let's say, a um, a state of play, where some people are like, "We've made a studio," and then we make fun of it because it's like fucking only fools yeah. and horses or some shit. But because it's like all Indian artsy, like I could dig this. Oh no, no, Chris. They, I will. I should point out they did cut away from the tea drinking for a photo montage where they stood on an escalator and showed off, uh, showed the logo of their studio on their shirts. What were they fucking called? But you, you know fucking what were they? Radical, radical boys. They, they should be called that. What were they the radical called? boys. I forget now. I'm sorry. I can't for let me let, hold on. Let me. My 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 griping about some a few, not the majority, indie games and how they sometimes aren't that gamey um shouldn't take away from the fact that i get indie games are fantastic and i am a big fan of indie games so i'm really glad that annapurna um put together actually a pretty cool little interactive i was just being a bit salty when i messaged jamie and said that uh, <laughs> it was uh, half of it was trash um but they also uh, announced the outer worlds expansion called echoes of the eye uh, which is out september 28th and you guys played some um outer wilds for a live stream that nope. we had my only person was uh, jamie it was jamie and steph Oh, played sorry, my stairs. bad. It was, yeah, it was Jamie. I never played that game. Yeah. yeah. So, Jamie, you're going to be all over this, yeah? <laughs> no, because, well, again, I, I, that, that was one of the worst live streams we ever did. <laughs> Steph and I, this sounds, you know, I'm going to call myself out here, but for, like, if, if we are not in this game to humiliate ourselves, then what are we in this game for? You know when you like watch something or see something or hear something, or in this case, play something, before it's critically acclaimed, and then... You, you kind of don't prepare yourself to play something good, so you kind of dismiss it, 
and you don't take it seriously, and then you realise afterwards, oh, people like that. <laughs> it's like, imagine watching The Godfather in a vacuum and not knowing it was meant to be good, so you're, like, taking the piss out of their voices and being yeah. like, oh, everything this guy says, is and then you come out afterwards. It's like, oh, yeah, it's the greatest film of all time. But, like, but to be fair to you guys, oh. though, when you're streaming, especially those ATG streams, you we never paid attention to anything that the oh, games bro. were telling us. So no. it's like that's the thing. You, we you, and, and a game like it. that is you setting yourself up for failure. We didn't know. We didn't yeah. realize there was a time loop. We didn't realize what was happening when we were dying. Like we didn't read any of the tutorials. We weren't following the story. We weren't reading the text on screen. We were flying around and like <laughs> we're like, what's this weird game where the why? What happens if you fly into the sun? That's the bet. Why is this a big weird fish? But then I went back to the Outer Wilds and I still didn't get it. It's one of my biggest like regrets that I just haven't never clicked with that game because. The people who had great times with it had really great times with it. Um, and now like there's my an fav- expansion. My fav- now there's an expansion. And people, I can tell you, watching Twitch chat through the entirety of the showcase, this was like the number one thing that people who were watching the showcase wanted. So GTA 6 and Among Us 2 and <laughs> so on and so forth had now been replaced with The Outer Wilds, which was almost refreshing to see. Fair enough, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was an okay showcase. Like, I... I, I believe what I said earlier, like Annapurna clearly have an eye for cool things. I then the hit rate isn't a hundred percent and it's a shame that sometimes you can kind of see from a mile away like what's not gonna land, but yeah, there there are some cool there were, there were cool things here with cool ideas. Nice. Um well I think that and, and there was some trash as well. There was some trash. Um <laughs> seven out seven out of ten, not enough fail states. Yeah there were, there were yeah there were some games that weren't games. There were DVDs, but actually there were, well, actually, not well, have playable. We, I haven't played them time yet, so you can't say that, Chris. That's a really unfair. Until we've timed and see how much of a percent of them are playable. Um, we can't possibly know if they're games or if they're movies. So, But with that, thank you very much for joining me this week, everybody who's listening. Thank you very much for joining me, you two, who are sitting right here talking to me about games. Woohoo! No, thank you, uh, Jonesy. You, you can reach out to us or uh, YouTube or Twitter at SuperShowPod. We are on patreon.com forward slash SuperShow. If you would like to join our uh, Patreon, you can join our Discord for as little as $2 and you can get on there and chat to us. And if you do $5, you can watch some of that cool-ass content that I told you about at the beginning of the show. And don't forget that on Sunday, we'll be putting out the very first episode of Known Murderer. You do not want to miss it. It's going to be big. We are also available on uh, podcasting platforms, major and minor, like Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all the other ones that I can't even remember. Um, the only thing left to do is to ask you... Um, do you know what? I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to tell everyone what they should put in the comments wow. down below to let us know that, them, that they made it to this point. I would like you to put in the comments down below what percentage of a game you need to play for it to be a game and not... And what do you call it when it's movie. not a game? That's the other thing. I and then know. what do you call it? Because it's not can't be a film. That doesn't make any sense. No, yeah. It's a dog. Like they called them, yeah. They called themselves Telltale Games, but they clearly need to reconsider because they don't make games. So, yeah. But what do they make? Post put the put the percentage. How much of a game do you need to be in control of the playable bits? Drop your percentage I, down I'd also, below. I'd also like to drop your percentage. That's that's uh, the code word. Drop your percentage. Drop, drop your percentage down I'm below. Also happy to announce that I'm creating and finding a new studio this afternoon. We're called Telltale Experiences. I like it. A telltale experience. It's good. It's more um, descriptive. Yeah. Well, you know what? 49%. We're honest. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, everybody. And we will see you next time. Bye. See Bye. ya.